in the earth for these two dollar niggas. Put two dollars in the earth for these two dollar niggas. Put two dollars in the earth for these two dollar niggas. Put two dollars in the earth for these two dollar niggas. They get mad and they fuss. They don't shine like us. They get mad and they fuss. They don't shine like us. They get mad and they fuss. They don't shine like us. They get mad and they fuss. They don't shine like us. Okay. I feel like now, uh, is there the beginning? Does he mess up and say, "Put two dollars in the air for these two dollars, nigga"? Like, <laughs> like you should hold up two dollars so he can give you two dollars. <laughs> well, here's the thing about that. Hey, I don't know what that lyric means at all. I don't know either. And here's why I love Project Pat, which is why it was a good choice to start off the episode today with. Yeah. Is that every single song on that record? Is whatever the name of the song is, him just saying that in that exact same cadence. No, yeah, absolutely. For instance, there's a song called I Ain't Going Back to Jail. And the chorus goes, I ain't going back to jail. I ain't going back to jail. I ain't going back to jail. Yeah, but, I mean, to be fair, every single album you ever released, he did that on. Ch- like, ch- chicken head. Ch- <laughs> ch- chicken head. Oh, that's, what, that's the best one. Oh, that was Project Pat, everybody, off of his album. What album was that off of? Not Getty Green. I ain't going back to jail. Is it Mr. Don't Play? <laughs> yeah, it's Mr. Don't, <laughs> don't Play. Mr. Don't Play. I don't yeah. remember. <laughs> um, so, welcome to Big Snackers, episode 51. We're almost a year old. Is this? Yeah, this is 51. I'm, I'm on top of my game. Yeah. Uh, last week when I said it was episode 50 and we're halfway to 200, did you see that somebody tweeted me and asked if I was serious? <laughs> <laughs> did you even say that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I said, it's episode 50. We're halfway to 200. And someone tweeted oh, and said, yeah. please tell me you weren't serious when you said that. Which I was serious. I don't know math. What does he care, man? He just, just doesn't understand, like... It's like, what is time? numbers, man. What's they time, man? whatever you want them to be. Man, maybe this is episode 51,000, man. This episode is going to be titled Halfway to Infinity. Stop it. That sounds like a <laughs> Coheed Cambry album title. No, it's uh, Tom DeLong. No, that's fair, too. That's fair, too. So uh, we have a good episode today. Um, we have our friend P. Fresh calling in, who started the uh, Subway Light Years rumor. Yeah. Um, from last week, we have Jr. from Less Than Jake who will be calling, talking about a variety of things. We have a guest here in the studio, who's not going to talk, so it doesn't matter. Um, Vanessa, she's Asian. She's wearing pajama pants. What are those? They're my superhero pajama pants. Your superhero pajama pants. Yeah. They're actually Justice League. They're not even... Yeah, like, I, don't I, I say don't, superhero, because it's like that could encompass a lot of things. Look yeah. Yeah, they're all members League. of the Justice League. I'm going to slap the shit out of you. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't even, Whoa, man, I don't, that's sexist. I don't, I don't agree with violence towards women, but luckily she is the most annoying thing on the planet. So You're up there. On a scale of 1 to 10, how annoying do you think you are? Seven? Okay, okay. I, I would go eight. Well, at least but you're being fair-ish. I, I would go eight, but I mean, I think that's okay. That's that's totally fine. So, uh, welcome to this week's episode. We have a good episode planned. Lots to talk about. Um, I was actually going to say, um, not to get too heavy first off, mm. but I found out something right before I left, which um, made an interesting thought in my head about how I'm an anti-violent person. Yeah. I don't think you should aggress unless you're aggressed upon. Fundamentally, for the most part, is that the way you? Is that sentence correct? Is somebody going to tweet? <laughs> Maybe you not, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just, you know what I mean. Um, I have two neighbors, 
Um, well, I guess they're my tenants. I'm a landlord technically. Yeah. Because my house has an apartment attached to it. Yeah. And a couple lives there. I'm not going to say their names for the sake of this story, but um, her business partner the other day, the boyfriend, dragged her out of bed by the hair and beat the shit out of her. Not my neighbor, but yeah. her business partner. My neighbors are great. But uh, why did he do that? What? I guess he's just a crazy, jealous drunk. Piece but of how, shit. why is he jealous? That's not like his. You know what I, I mean? I don't like, know the story. I don't know if she fooled around him or not. Either uh, way, it doesn't matter. No. Um, my point being, I'm just trying to understand the story. I just didn't understand what's going on. I just, I didn't. So he, like her, she but she lives with her boyfriend. Yeah, he dragged her out her, of bed by the hair and beat her and left her in the bathtub. I think bleeding. She's, well, oh, oh, you wait. You mean your tenant's business partner is the hit the girlfriend who got beat up? Yeah, the girl, it's a couple that lives in my house. Yeah. And she has a cleaning business. Yeah. And her business partner that helps her clean happened to her. Okay. Not my neighbors. All right. I thought I was if like. It was my neighbors. I'd no, be I thought you meant like, <laughs> yeah, I thought you no. meant like the girl who lived at your house, like got beat up by her business partner. And I was like, what? no, I don't no, understand no, 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 it's a couple. And I guess it raises the question, which I think is interesting is like natural instinct, obviously from my neighbor, like. Her boyfriend was like, I want to beat the shit out of this guy. Mm. Do you think that's justified, or do you think it's still wrong? Because um, it's really hard to not say that guy shouldn't just get the shit kicked out of him. No, and I think that's the natural reaction to it. Correct. And I think... Like, and the kicker is, because you know how abusive relationships can be, is she's not pressing charges, and yeah, he's not course. getting arrested. See, that's the thing, is like that's kind of the reason why like I feel like, yes, someone should take matters in their own hands, but at the same time... That will just make things worse for her. You know what I mean? Like, because that guy's going to be like, oh, you had somebody come do True. this. Well, this is going to be like, you know, I don't know. I just feel like somebody needs to be there and witness it. And then I think that's the problem, the too, is if you do if you do something about it, that'll happen. But I also feel like if you don't do something about it, he's probably doing it anyways. Yeah, he's definitely going to do it again. I mean, that's what guys people like shit. that I mean, do. That's what people do. Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, yeah, someone should... Should do that, but I'd just be worried that he would just do a worse thing. Like, he would just kill her or something like that. You That's know? possible, I guess. Yeah, I don't know him, so I don't know. I just heard right. the story, and the whole drive here, I was thinking about it just because that's heavy, and that's horrible. Yeah. Especially when it's, like, people that you know. Right. Or at least indirectly. And the thing is, is, like, I'm not, like, sticking up for the guy who's, like, beating her. Obviously, he deserves, you know, some form of justice. But Absolutely. at the same time, like, the problem with taking things like that in your own hands is, like, you're going to cause a whole bunch of problems for your own life. Sure. You know what I mean? Because nobody's, she won't press charges and then he'll blame her for the fact that that happened. And then, you know, something bad will happen to her. Some bad's going to happen to you because the police will probably get involved and he will press charges because that's the kind of, of pussy course. those guys are. Absolutely. You know, like, Hey man, it's 2014. Don't say pussy. That's like yeah. inferring that like a girl's oh, vagina is a bad sorry. thing. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that's the kind of, uh, pussy that he is. Yeah. Okay. So anyway. whatever. I was trying to think of the piece. I just woke up from a nap. So I'm like, can't remember what the PC term would be, but, uh, bitch. Is <laughs> <laughs> was that wrong too? Sorry. My bad. Uh, the, uh, uh, want to, wanting to be a human punching bag. Nerd. <laughs> yeah. That, that dweeb. <laughs> <laughs> that dweeb Get out of here square Stop beating your girlfriend <laughs> Stop being a nerd You were taking a nap When I got here It was pitch black And I tried to sneak Into your bedroom Before you woke up But you woke up No you didn't Yeah I did No you didn't Cause yeah, I, I watched you come in You went the other way No Yeah no, I saw you creep in there 
No, you did not. Yeah, I, attack, I watched yeah. you come in the door. I was I was awake when you came up to the steps because I heard you pull up. Oh. I was waiting for you to come in there. Wait, why? <laughs> and complete darkness? Yeah. Why'd you wink at me? Hmm. Yeah. Anyways. This guy um, sent me this video on Twitter, and he said that he thought that... I saw that, and I didn't it? watch the video yet. I saw the tweet. What? Right, what right, is hold it? Hold on. Hold on. He said something about how it reminded him of you and me. Yeah, but he said <laughs> that he was completely incorrect about this. Now, actually, <laughs> well, we'll, we'll see watch. about that. We'll see it. We'll, we'll, um, I don't ever use the. Oh, here we go. Let's say I don't ever use their website, so I don't even know how. Like, yeah, I don't get on Twitter on my computer very often. It's definitely more of a phone thing. So let's let's open this and we'll watch it. Even though people can't see it, I'll post it on the. And we'll, we can talk about it scene. as well. So. This is what it's called, Uncle Samsonite Pays a Visit. You might want to watch this, too. Walk around here and see this. Now, you tell me which of these characters would be me and which would be Ryan. Okay. Here, listen through this thing. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) What? It's time to have some fun with Uncle Samsonite. <laughs> this is the scariest thing I've ever seen. I don't even know what the kid said, and I'll tell you right now which one's me. You're the one in bed. No. Yes. That's, yes, that's, you that, are. That is absolutely no, correct. No. <laughs> I feel like you're both the one in bed, and I'm the dancing guy. No, you're not the dancing guy. What that video was was a creepy thing where. A creature peeks his head in the door and says, it's time to have some fun with Uncle Samsonite. Yeah. And then starts grooving and grinding and dancing in front of this little kid in bed with the covers pulled up. Yeah. And if you think for one second you're not the child in bed, you are sorely mistaken as much as that guy on Twitter was. No. No. I need you to look back over the time we've spent together over the past 15 years and remember all the things that have happened when I've come to your house when you've been in your bedroom. Okay, but what about the time with me and Ryan Whitcomb in the condom? What about it? I'm just saying. I'll... I mean, that doesn't even—that's not even anything that was like directed towards me. <laughs> you were there. Yeah, I was there, but you didn't come into my bedroom and do anything. You didn't. You've never come into my bathroom. Said it's time. Not my bathroom. You've, oh, got, you've, 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 you've never come into my bedroom oh, yeah. while I was laying there and said it's time to have some fun with Uncle Justin and started gyrating. Let's just let's just leave this at pout and we'll just. Okay, you know that's fine. Let's just forget it. So it's Thanksgiving week. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Don't say it. it's culturally insensitive. <laughs> so sorry. Um, happy holidays. No. I don't say that either. That's what, insensitive as well. What do I say? I uh, hate 2014. I can't say anything. <laughs> Someone's going to get say. mad. Yeah. It's ha- Thanksgiving. Happy... happy Thanksgiving. If you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, then happy fucking Thursday, okay? So, um, Wednesday we're having our annual Friendsgiving, which is where me and our friend Josh and Justin and Lauren and a lot of friends <laughs> get together and cook food, except Justin cooks most of it. Yeah, well, me and Josh. I, yeah, pretty much. I uh, I supervise by not supervising. 
Yeah, by sitting and waiting, <laughs> sitting and waiting until we get the the hot dog crescent rolls out and then give them to you. <laughs> so it stops you from coming in the kitchen asking us what's going on until we serve the actual food later. Here's my question, though: Is it? Is I don't know what you're going to do this year. There's no football on Wednesday because usually we do this on Sunday, and that's what preoccupies you. But fuck, what am I going to do? I. Don't know. You'll probably just sit there and keep asking us what's going on. <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to ask. Is it gluten free? Uh, I mean, no, it won't be gluten free. Well, I'm not coming. It's at your house. Mm, yeah. So you're not gonna come to your own house. Yeah, I guess I'll be there, but <laughs> but I'm not eating anything. This is the thing people don't realize is like is like it's not a thing where we don't want Ryan to help out. It's that if Ryan helped out, things would be horrible. Like oh, oh yeah, we yeah, would, yeah like ever, like not that it would be like the worst meal ever. It would just take fifty times longer to make, and, and I would blow something up. Yeah, you would burn something or do something else. The only thing that you really ever make are like. The, those pre-baked, like the take and bake cookies, like where you break them off and you put them. On I'm the good tray. at that. Yeah, you are good at that. I'm really good at that. I'm that good at that. You. That's something I can do. What? My mom will be out of town. Mm. We yes. can make cheesy broccoli, but we can make cheesy broccoli with crackers. It won't be the same as my mom's, but you know, it's, it's never the same as your mom's, unless your mom's a shitty cook. Then it might be better, but my mom is. Your, will your gay uncle bring us uh, macaroni and cheese in like five giant dishes again? Probably. That I was the greatest him. thing ever. My uncle's the best. Oh, he always like that macaroni and cheese he makes is like the best it's macaroni like hot and sauce cheese. in it. Yeah, yeah, I have an uncle Scott, and he's a partner with a man named Bruce, and they are the best. I love yeah, them to they death. They are wonderful. And um, yeah, it's funny too because my mom is very old fashioned. Um, not like in like a old Republican, like, shitty way. Like, she's progressive and, like, understands things. But, like, she didn't, ex- like, realize that her own brother was gay until about eight years ago. Which is hilarious. Cause, when like, everyone else knew it for forever. Yeah, because, like, even eight years ago when I would go to their house yeah. with you, like, you know, the two guys who lived together. In one bedroom. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> I would go to their for house. For 20 and, like, years. I'd be like, oh, yeah, these, like, all he does is talk about baseball, and all the other guy does is fuss about everything. And, like, you know, that's fine. And they have one bed, and they lived there for 20 years together. Yeah. And Maybe my mom, your mom thought they were, like, bunk beds. Yeah, my mom would just be like, no, he's, he's not No, they gay. just, you know, they just really liked camp when they were kids, so they just wanted to live yeah, that way And forever. she wasn't saying it in a way, like, oh, he better not be gay. You know what I mean? Like, no. it wasn't derogatory. She just didn't. Couldn't comprehend it, I, I guess. That's hilarious. It, it was great. It was hilarious. <laughs> uh, we got a lot to get to today, so you want to do some questions? Then we'll have P-Fresh calling. Yeah. I want. I have to watch this video, because this guy has sent this a couple of times now, and we haven't watched it, and he keeps at, like he keeps sending it over and over. Um, I don't know what it is at all, because I've not sat down and watched it, but... Let me see if I can get this. He wrote in and said, Are you thirsty, boys? Are you mm, lemonade? That's it's, And then he just put this, this URL link, for this that's, video. That's it? We shouldn't watch this. I don't want to watch it, really. but No, we should absolutely watch this. I hope it's lemonade by Gucci Mane. Yeah. Well, I've already seen this. This guy, milks, he milks thirsty? his nipples. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, I know. That. I want to breastfeed you. Here on these big nips. Those are big. Watch those are big nipples, man. He, dry. he doesn't really even have areolas. Yeah. He just has nipples. Look here. Yeah, the thing is, is like, they I, look like it's missiles. not even like. 
that's not even like shocking or weird to me because like I just feel like he should probably just go to the doctor. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm more concerned about him than I am the fact that he's like weird or whatever. Yeah, I've definitely seen weirder. My giant ball. You have oh, seen weirder. Yeah. That's true. Ryan one time had. I, I had uh, in the myriad infections Ryan's had over the years that don't nobody else has ever had before. <laughs> I did. I had an infection, and this is no joke. Justin and Vanessa can vouch for this. Is one of my testicles like a sack of fluid somehow built up in there, and one of my balls was literally the size of a softball. And I'm yeah. not exaggerating. Anymore. Literally, the, in, yeah. And I had to get surgery where they like I'm not trying to be gross, but they cut open my sack. Removed it, and it was the worst thing I've ever gone through. Like, you know, your doctor will try to make you feel better. My doctor was just like, "Well, basically, for three or four weeks, you're going to be in hell afterwards." Yeah. That's what he said to me, and I was like, "Okay, so I guess I'll do that." And like, remember, yeah. for like two days, it felt like I was constantly getting kicked in the balls. Mm-hmm. Then for like two weeks, I waddled around my house. Yeah, and then you pretty much—I don't know why—but you sat there and watched Jersey Shore the entire time. Of course, I did. What do you mean you don't know why? No, because like every time I would come over, you'd be watching that Jersey Shore, and I didn't know why. Like it's a great show. I know, but you don't want to watch it. I do all the time. You want, do you like, watch Snooki and Jay Wow? No, yeah, Jay Jay Wow. She's. I tried she's to watch Catfish the other day, and I failed again at watching it's that. It's so fake. Yeah, it's so fake. Uh, what? Fat ass Kelly Price. You're damn right. There was an episode in Clifton. Fat ass Kelly Price was on it. There was a large black girl, and her friend got mad at her because she was catfishing her friend. She called her fat-ass <laughs> Kelly Price. I'll never forget it. That's uh, so good. And I know where she lives exactly because once it takes place in your city, it shows her door, and it's right next to Bogart's. It's right across the street from Yes, it's yeah. right there. So I want to go see fat-ass Kelly Price sometime. Can we go pay her a visit? Yeah, we can. Do a follow-up to Catfish. Can we get her on the show? I bet we could. Let's just go eat catfish with her. I don't. I mean, catfish is fine. I'd rather have like a tilapia or an Atlantic salmon or a crab cake. The fuck are you? What do you mean? What is that supposed to mean? The biggest asshole in the world <laughs> sitting across from me right now. Why am I an asshole? For Why don't that? we should you should live here and I should live where you do, you fucking stuck up bitch. <laughs> like um, actually I'd rather have uh like maybe a tilapia or North Atlantic con. Those like, aren't expensive fish. I didn't say what a was lobster. The salmon you said? Atlantic salmon. Oh god. <laughs> The fact that you even specify a fucking region. Well, yeah, means the Atlantic salmon's the white. It's good. You cook it. Put no, some, shut the. You, f- you put some butter. You. <laughs> you put a little on tin foil. Put it on the grill. A little garlic butter. It's, yeah. Why are you like using like rich person fish and cooking it like a poor Cuban man? <laughs> oh, you just get some tin foil and put it on the grill. Yeah. No, if you're not gonna use cedar planks for that kind of fish, just fucking stop. I don't have a cedar plank. You could go buy one for like three dollars <laughs> and not live your life like a shitty it's fucking like, human being. It's not like I said, oh, I'll have the lobster. It's the same thing. No, it's not. Oh god. I can go to the local grocery store and get half a pound of Atlantic salmon, fresh white for five ninety nine. Okay. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> lobster would be like twenty dollars. I'm glad you know the part the price of a half pound of lo- of salmon. <laughs> Atlantic salmon. Why is that the Atlantic? I don't know. It tastes different. It's probably because they're just selling you cod. <laughs> Maybe, salmon. but I'm just saying. It's like I'm talking like some yuppie. You literally did. <laughs> no, I did not. Yeah, you did. I just don't want catfish. Catfish is delicious. It's fine. I'd like somebody to catfish me. 
I feel like you probably have been in the past. You just don't know it because you never met the person or whatever. I don't know. You and I have met some interesting people from the internet. That is true. We've talked we about have. it before on here. I guess that's not really the case. We haven't really ever had that happen because we really would go meet anybody that we Yeah, we would because why not? You got to have stories. Yeah. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a podcast. We didn't have good stories. I wish I wasn't. I wish I was still younger so like I wouldn't feel like a creep doing that. No, not like meeting like young girls. Oh, I don't, or anything, I don't feel like a creep. But like, no, I mean, <laughs> like I mean, like going on like one of those like I don't know, like uh, like that live links thing like we used to do. And like I think we should do people. it sometime. I think we should do it on an episode of Big Snackers. Oh, we totally could. That'd we be really definitely easy should. to do. I mean, I do it right. We've all done our now. fair share of creepy things. Vanessa seen me do creepy things. Yeah, everyone has. What are you talking? about? What was about? that look? Like, most of the people who call in or, or write in have seen you do creepy things, and they don't even know you. <laughs> Didn't we make out in the back of Journeys when I was managing? No. No, that was not you. Okay. That's really racist, right? Maybe. No, I think we did. When I was 15? <laughs> <laughs> no. He's, when you were 19. He's basically just saying that all Asian girls look the same. Right <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I can tell you a story of Justin and I's experience is that we used to know an Asian girl that would go to ska shows with us, and her name was Jan. Yeah. And she also had a brother whose name was Jan. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? That was the greatest. That was literally my favorite thing. And you can't even call us being racist for that because that's a fact. Oh, uh, yeah. It was hilarious. Literally, it was like, oh, I'm Jan. This is my brother fucking, Jan. <laughs> how confusing would that be? <laughs> oh, like, no. No, I don't think it, we did make out in Journeys. I don't remember. I don't know. She's made out with so many fucking people That's in the true. last you like, get, three you, weeks. You get around. Can, you yeah. get around bad. Why do you even, you don't even know? Shut up, doorknob. <laughs> this is me. I don't get around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't. I'm a virgin. Uh-huh. Yes. I don't think that there's a hole on this planet you haven't tried to stick your dick in. <laughs> there's, yeah, there is. I did see you put a plunger in your butt one time. Yeah. Putting a plunger in my butt has nothing to do you with also, me having sex. You also stuck a miniature Reds uh, baseball bat in your asshole enough times that it smelled <laughs> like your asshole. Neither of these things have are true or have any... Yes, it is. Or you have. used to walk around your house and put it under people's noses because you thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Neither of those two things are true. And either way, even if it was, theoretically, um, neither of those two things have to do with me having sex. It doesn't matter. And I just it realized doesn't... I can't say I'm a virgin because last week we told the story about Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <sighs> Ford Explorers. Ford Explorers. That's the place, right? That's the place to jump medians. Yeah. It's a place to make lugu. <laughs> So our friend Dustin wrote in, and he was. Ta- I guess this is a while ago. He was ta- when we talked about those like weird show lineups. Yeah. And he said, even though it was at a fest, said White Walls played in Louisville, and the lineup was Globsters, White Walls, David Lieb Hart Band, Merchandise, Neil Hamburger, and Lil B. That's awesome. That's a weird lineup. Um, Do people still like Lil B? I yeah. mean, OG Swagger Dick does. No, the people fucking love that dude. That's sad. I don't think so. I mean, like, whatever you want. As long as it's not um, Young Thug. I want to be um, honest with you. Lifestyle's starting to grow on me. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. This may be the last episode of this podcast. <laughs> Why? I'm not. 
I'm not going to put up with some biscuit, 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 skinny. No, lifestyles is not growing on it's me. Gro- but... It's growing on me. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it oh, is. Fuck you. Funny thing is, I got the new Respect magazine, which is a hip hop magazine, and the cover is Rich Gang, and it's got Birdman and Young Thug. Except the entire interview, Birdman doesn't let Young Thug say one thing. Good. And does the entire interview himself. Good, because he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> he would say something really stupid. Or not even be able to talk because he's so fucking high all the time. <laughs> hey, hey, Ryan, enjoying the pods. I met you once and seen seen you open a few times for Wonder Years. My name's Ed. I played for five years drumming in the Cobains. Maybe you liked our Kung Fu Monkeys cover. I liked yours. Glad you exposed younger peeps to old school pop punk like Mutant Pop and Lookout Records. Oh, I picked two of the three Blink, Blink songs you said this week. So this was a couple weeks ago he wrote in. Yeah. I saw him on a Dude Ranch tour for Chris Conley. Oh, well, we missed this one when Chris was on. No. But actually, I asked him a similar question, so I think maybe the guy got an answer to it anyway. Okay. But, Thank you. I do remember Eddie. Um, always a good Kung Fu Monkeys cover. And we always try to expose new music. I actually have a good closing well, he song mean, today. Well, he meant old music. That's what I, I meant, like, new to people. Oh, you guys are... No, what is this? What is this? I don't know. This guy wrote in and said he has definitive proof that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are racist. Okay, well, I'm curious for that. Well, do your best. Take play another song or something. I'm getting kind of hungry anyway. Whoa, wait. You sure he's safe in there? I don't want to scare our friends. Okay, okay. Now, you know, one of the coolest oh, this things like... about traveling around is that you get to sample pizzas from all over the world. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Dig this. We've been to, like, South America, Europe, Oh, my God. Europe, These were the... Over, and we've had some This awesome live show is terrifying. Pie. May we? <laughs> but the biggest and the best pizzas anywhere are right here in America. What? I do not know. I don't know about this. I don't want to watch. I don't. Anymore. I think that creeps me out. I don't. Yeah. Want, I don't want to. I don't think even about care that. if they're racist or not. That just is like <laughs> the thing. Like for okay, at the time when they did that out of their shell tour, which is what that's from. Yeah. That that was already like a major media juggernaut. Like yeah. of a four. Like they had enough money, it could have looked a lot better than that. Oh yeah. Absolutely. That just looks like a bunch of guys in like really bad floppy rubber masks with like body suits on. What they needed was Michael Bay. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Clearly, because uh, I did watch that movie recently. No, you didn't. We'll talk you about did. that today. Okay. Um. This guy said we should look up something called air horn remixes on YouTube. But oh, I, I'll do that later. He said that like a couple of times now, and I feel bad that we haven't ever gotten to it. But um, I don't think I want. Yeah, to. we don't want to do too many YouTube videos at once. Um. Okay. Well, no, we have to now. We have to do this one at least. Why? Because this is the guy who wrote in and sent us that thing that was like the Totino's pizza commercial and said it was like a weird video. Yeah. And we made fun of him. Oh, we told him. He, we told him he had to do something weirder. Yeah, and he, he tried to step it up. Well, yeah, he said he's bringing out the big guns. So All let's right, see. Well, I, oh, it's just the fucking nipple thing again. Oh, come on, guy. Guys, come on. That was on Tosh Point Yeah, that's not crazy. You gotta guys, look. I little... think you need to understand if you're trying to weird me and Justin out with videos. We send each other weirder stuff than that daily through text yeah, message. Yeah, this is not. As a matter of fact, let me. You said something to me. I think today or yesterday. I didn't say anything to you. Oh, P-Fresh is trying to call right now. It says it's unavailable. No, I don't know. I don't know why this thing always does that. Skype's the worst. 
Um, what do you? I don't know what you're talking about. What What did I send to you? Never mind. I actually deleted it. Fuck. It's because I didn't say anything. Yeah. No. You always say something. No. It's just normal conversation. No, those aren't normal conversations that we have. Well, I think they are. Uh, let's see. This guy, Dreams to the Severn, said, One band who could have been the next Green Day is the Bouncing Souls. They've always been a really accessible... Oh, wait. There we go. Hello. Hold on. Come on, what are you doing? What's up, man? Hello? Hello? Josh. Yeah. P-Fresh, hello. Hi. How are you? Good, man. How's it going? Good, I'm here. Justin's here. How's it going, Justin? Good. Um, it's nice to uh, like meet you or whatever you want to call us. Oh yeah, I agree. You guys are meeting each other right now. And, yeah, I'd, I'd say that counts M- as meeting. I, feel M- like. I think so. M E A T. Funny. Okay, so that already set off a funny story. The way you just talked about meeting M E A T. So there's this dude uh, that used to live like four streets up from me. His name was Cool Joe. But the funny thing about Cool, cool Joe is not actually cool. Like, have you ever seen the movie Slackers with the older brother from Pete and Pete in it? Yeah. There's that dude, Cool Ethan, who's like the worst dude alive. Yeah. That's basically this dude. So, except he has a nice house and he lets people party at it. So, whatever. We partied at this kid's house for a long time. Years go by, he moves away to California. Well, it turns out there's a girl in Pittsburgh who's a friend of my buddy Nick who works for, like, one of those porn, like, distribution houses and stumbled across a porno video with this kid on the cover of it. It's called Meet Me at the Fair, M-E-A-T. <laughs> and it's, like, him and, like, a slender, like, blonde dude with, like, a puka shell necklace on. <laughs> the good old puka shell necklace. It never gets old. Never. <laughs> it was the worst. So so how's, how, are, how are you guys doing? We're doing good. Um yeah. We want to talk to you about a few things, but I think mainly the most important thing here is after last week's episode, you are the man responsible for the uh, subway rumor about Pat Kennedy from Light Years. That's not a rumor. Pat works at Subway. <laughs> yeah. Okay, right, right, right. So can you no, t- I'm, no, I mean, haha. Pat really works at Subway. Like he hangs out at that pizza shop and he takes like selfies there all the time for his Instagram. No, those are those Pat are come all those are come all photoshopping pictures of Pat, Pat working at Subway. Come on, did that. Okay. Come on, made that commercial too. I, yes, he did actually. So, can you walk us through exactly how this happened and how it started? <laughs> I, I'm, I, I have a vague recollection. Like, part of me thinks that what Pat said was right. That he said because I yell things at shows to my friends because I'm a terrible friend. Oh, I know you. I know can, you are. And I know Ryan you do. To. And. Uh, so part like part of me thinks that that is where it came from, or I did I posted something on his Facebook one day, like, and I was like, "Hey man, I was like, I heard you just got shift manager at Subway. That's really awesome." And I put like a bunch of like emoji smiley faces and like thumbs up, and he just like he never replied. He's like, "I don't know what that means." Like he just did that weird nervous pat laugh, and where he goes like, "Wow!" at the end. Yeah. And he's like, "It, it just it, I think it just snowballed from there because like I wouldn't." Like, I wouldn't let it die. It's the dumbest thing ever. It doesn't even make sense. And this is why it's the best. Is Did you see the new Alternative Press that just came out this week? Oh, I did. Scott sent me that. Oh, I, I don't know. If I, whatever. For it everyone listening and Justin, <laughs> Light Years have a feature. I got. And at the end of it, it literally says, 
Uh, light years are destined for great things. As Pat thinks about as he drives by the subway that he works at on his way home. <laughs> I'm like, I guarantee you the original draft of that article said pizza shop. Like, right. I'm sure Pat like watched some Blink-182 like, um, CD extra feature on, on Mark, Tom, and Travis show. And I'm sure they drove by like the sombrero they used to work at when they were 16 or something. Like, this could be me one day. And they, ch- yeah, Scott, uh, who's been on here, the editor alternative press changed it to subway in the magazine. Two, he's brought it up two times in AP and I even got a, na- a like specific name check in like a correction, uh, thing. Let's like the first time they put light years in there, they were like, Oh yeah. You know, uh, they do this, that, and suffer for their art, blah, 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 even working at Subways, like, making sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the next issue, under their corrections, they were like, "We uh, last issue, we mistakenly wrote that uh, Light Years frontman Pat Kennedy works at Subway. Uh, we regret this error, however, P-Fresh does not. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And like Scott got my name in there with it, which I'm sure just made Pat even more angry. And now it's in there again. They got an even, they got me. an even bigger article, and it still brings it up. And the reason I think <laughs> the fake rumor is so funny is, like we said, is it not like Pat has like an accounting job or a serious job? He just no, works at a pizza it's place. Just, it's just dumb. Like I just make things up because I think it's funny. Like I think lying is funny, so like ninety percent of the time. So let's talk about more reasons why you and all of us are just terrible friends. Do you want to talk about when we had lunch with your landlord? (laughs) Let's not mention band names. uh, We can tell the the story. Can you just edit that out later? What? Can you just edit that out later? No, it's not getting edited out. Yeah, no, it's fine. No, I was going to say, I've never played a show in Cleveland where between every song, Mm -hmm. P. Fresh was not screaming at me. (laughs) <laughs> like what? Uh, what? What do you even say? I can't even think. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of a lot of flavor town references, a lot of Guy Fieri references, <laughs> a lot of Guy Fieri references. Uh, because Ryan, it's his namesake. I mean, they're. I don't look the like person. Guy Fieri. I mean, I'm pretty much the you same look, person. You pretty much look like Guy Fieri. I don't look like Guy Fieri. Yes, you do. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's Fieri. All right, you have to say it, you have to say it per- correctly. No, I don't. I don't have to say that idiot's name correctly. You have to, you have to give. You, you can't just rip off a guy's style like that and not Paris. Yeah, Ryan, you're being really out of bounds right now. If you want more reasons <laughs> why P. Fresh is a terrible person, we were in Cleveland with a band we were on tour with, and um, we were all eating, and on the TV there was like a paraplegic girl in a wheelchair, like competing in a race. Yeah. And for some reason, P. Fresh just started laughing. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm clarifying right now what we were actually watching. Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> it was a woman who has, she has, like, the, the whole upper torso and, like, part of her lower legs. Okay, So right. she, like, just kind of runs around on her hands, which is really w- weird and unsettling to see a human being <laughs> do true. Right. to begin with. <laughs> so then they're, like, it, it's like the Discovery Health or some channel like that that, like, shows you quote like medical programs with like shocking stuff in it to like pretend like it's educational it's not it's just weird and shocking and they fucking took her bowling like people aren't going to see that and go oh my god that's so strange she's running on her hands and bowling and falling on her face every time she throws the ball 
How did she get up to the line to throw the ball? Which is impressive, right? I mean, good she for like, her. She, like, it was weird. She, like, hugged the bowling ball under her arm and, like, would, like, skirt across the ground. Like, just, like, drag herself across the ground. <laughs> and she would get to, like, the foul line and then just push the bowling ball. But because there was nothing to balance, she'd just fall on her face every single time. Did they not, like... It was, like... A, <laughs> Did they not like try and give her prosthetic legs? At what did some you think? Point? Like, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know the circumstances. I don't know if she just decided that like she wanted to just live this life and deal with it, like the hand she was dealt or what. But yeah, so she sits at the foul line and like pushes the ball, and this is like a gag out of The Simpsons, like over and over again, just falls on her face, and I lose it laughing. <laughs> he did. He just started Absolutely laughing, lose it. and we all kind of gave him a look like, of like, "Whoa, man!" Like that's a little much. But a certain member of this but band. But you were laughing. You can't deny you weren't laughing. Okay. So. I was laughing more at you laughing, but fair enough. So <laughs> a certain member of this band that we're with literally just goes, what does he say? He goes, I can't even deal with this. And, like, he hadn't even gotten his, like, I think he ordered food and everything. He didn't even gotten like, his food yet. Had, <laughs> like, no food had come, no drinks. But he's like, I can't handle this. And he, like, gets up and storms out and sulks in their van the entire time that we're in the restaurant yeah. by himself. Oh, where were you guys at? Uh, we were uh, at Happy, Happy Dog. Dog. Okay. Um, the Which funniest is an amazing, thing about awesome that, restaurant the funniest, if you're ever in Cleveland, go there. The funniest thing about that is that that's the same guy who I once saw get mad at uh, this girl that was at the show that he had been hanging out with because she wouldn't come sleep in their van under a bridge that night. That's yeah, true. that doesn't sound creepy at all. Yeah, yeah. that's like this guy, like my hey, favorite. Hey, hey, cute girl, I'm this dirty guy who plays yeah. in a rock and roll band and travels around the country. Let's go sleep in a sketchy van he that li- could likely get broken into under a fucking bridge. He literally said to her, "Like we're gonna that's go." The opening of an episode of Law and Order, right? It is. He literally said to her, "He said you you should come." You should come stay a night with us. We're going to squat under this bridge. We're going to go light a fire and like drink 40s or something like that. And oh. she was like, she was like, no. Sounds like a fucking leftover crack photo shoot. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> that was like, she was just like, no, I'm, I'm going to go home. And he like got all huffy and like walked off. And oh, like, fine. You have a bed. Talk. I yeah. guess you're too good. <laughs> yeah. That's the same as the guy. I'm sh- I'm sure he went on Tumblr and blogged about being in the friend zone. <laughs> That's like the guy who uh, who told our friend Jeff that he yes. was, uh, yes. was going to go live in a van down in Clifton, like on the side <laughs> of like, uh, um, oh shit, on the side of, uh, Gil- what the fuck was the name of that street? Oh, on the side of the Glendora <laughs> that's behind Bogart's. Um, he was oh. going to live on the side of that street in a van and he told my he told our friend that he was a sellout because he wouldn't come live in a van down in Clifton. And the dude had like nice parents' house who didn't mind him living. There. Yeah, he was like one of those. Yeah, street- like dude, yeah. if you have that, why would you be like, I'm gonna live this weird like Tom Gable at 15 years old lifestyle? Like, right. Because he wanted like he have a nice house. Like, dude, just go play Halo Two on Xbox Live right now because right. it's out and that's awesome. <laughs> Don't go live in a van. That's stupid <laughs> unless you're like doing something like going around the country and playing shows or something but just living in a van to live in a van is the dumbest thing i've ever heard yeah he wasn't he was just and i made up a rumor about a guy working at subway so <laughs> <laughs> so um i know i want to talk about the first two times we met because i think they're entertaining okay. and funny 
I don't know if I remember the second one for sure because there's they all kind of run together because they're I all do. like completely ridiculous. I do, but the, the first one is a very fond memory. The first time we met, um, you had written a little bit for Punk News. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, from like because like Scott and like Brian would occasionally let me like do reviews and shit. So we have a mutual friend that Justin also knows real named Alex Newman. Mm-hmm. And my old band Black Tie Bombers, we were on tour and we met at CC's Pizza. <laughs> yeah, it was you guys and Ryan's Hope from Chicago. Yeah, with Ryan's Hope, and uh, we met at CC's Pizza. I don't know why, but we did. I think just because it was cheap and it was like near the venue, it was like right down the street from the venue. Yeah, I do remember that. And then we talked about ICP a lot. I think almost the entire day, because one of the records had just come out. I don't remember which one. Right, and then the second... It had to have been, like, The Race, I think, probably. The second time we met was because you and Scott from Alternative Press met me at Melt, and I surprised you with an ICP hoodie that you could zip up all the way over your face (laughs) and had a clown face on it. Okay, that was the second time. I still have that hoodie. Do you still have that hoodie? It's in my basement. My sister found it the other day, and, like, hesitantly, as if she found, like... A crack pipe was like, where did you get this? Because <laughs> I was like, just put, I was like, just put that back. I was like, I got that from Ryan. I want everyone to like, Ryan. to give the to get the picture though. Is this is one of those hoodies that's white and it has print all over the entire hoodie of every ICP yeah, logo from every album. Nothing but like ICP logos and Joker cards, <laughs> and it like, zips up over your face, all over it, to give you a clown face everything. with eye holes. Oh my god, <laughs> it was great. I wore it around Kent one time after a show. <laughs> it like it like fit me like a fucking sports bra, and then like I got my beard stuck in the zipper. <laughs> it was horrible. It was, and after that, I never wore it because I was like, "This is gonna happen every time." Right. So, um, before we wrap up anything, I know you had something else you want to talk about, right? Oh, the thing with uh, <laughs> that secret I found out about Kamal. Kamal, all that calls in our friend Kamal about, about his about his uh, his famous relative. Famous relative, I know. Yeah, his, I know. His, I know his dad owns a bunch of restaurants around here. No, dude, do you not know? You really don't know who Kamal's cousin is. No, Kamal's related to the Rock. Kamal is Samoan. Dwayne Johnson. Yes, like the like you know Rudy Pooh candy ass. Like I don't think Kamal's Samoan. I, I think he's, he's Middle Eastern. And those are all, like, there's not many of those that family left. Like, that bloodline is very small. And, like, Kamal legit is, like, second cousins with The Rock. And in grade school, he would wear, like, eighth grade. I For two years, I lived in Cincinnati. Like, years and years and years before I met you guys, I had met Kamal and didn't realize until years later when I, like, met him as, at, like, 28 or whatever. And I went to the same grade school with him, and kids would tease him and call him the Brahma Bull until he cried. <laughs> That's a real thing that happened. We're gonna kids have to get call, we're, we're gonna have to get him on here. Let's just call him right to? now. Should we call him right now? Yeah. Let's yes, call, absolutely. Yeah, let's call he'll, him. Let's do it. Let's go verify it. Can we have them both online at the same time? Yeah. Call him up. Yes, this is gonna be great. Yeah, he would wear like those those ridiculous shirts with like. The giant cow head or cow <laughs> skull and like Kamal's face. Or I mean the rock's face. Well, you better answer. You might be avoiding carbs. Big snackers. What's up, Kamal? <laughs> What's, What's up, dude? Up? 
Kamal, are you there? This number's actually saved as big snackers on my phone. <laughs> awesome. Hey, uh, Kamal, we're on uh, the phone with P Fresh as well right now. Yes. Uh, he gave us some very interesting news we didn't know about you. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, go ahead. I love that he knows exactly what it is. Wait, so wait, Kamal, you do know, so it's true then. <laughs> I mean, I've tried hiding it. What? So, I mean, if it's out, it's out. I mean, I've made it 27 years keeping under locks, but, I mean, moving from Hawaii to Ohio, I thought no one would ever find out, but shit. <laughs> now, come on. Well, I told him about how we met in, like, eighth grade, and the kids used to call you the Brahma Bull. Yeah. Yep. And, like, it was a lot, right? Like, you cried. Like, a bunch. Yo, I mean, if you look at my eyebrow, you know it's in my, it's in my genetics. Um, do you? Okay. <laughs> that is absolutely the most patently false thing that I've ever heard. Justin, this is not cool. Dude. This Come is on. on an episode where we're talking to the guy who lied about the lead singer of a band working at Subway, and still it's not true. He works at Subway. <laughs> he does work for Subway. First no, off, I'm saying I, that I have proof. <laughs> No, Kamal, Kamal, that's called, that's called, Kamal, after, after we're done discussing Kamal's Samoan lineage. Kamal, that's called you photoshopping. That's not proof that that works in Subway. I, I don't know anything about Photoshop, first off. Kamal, you're actually very good with Photoshop. I didn't do that with Photoshop. I've never used Photoshop. That is a lie. That that is your your job. Now, I don't know what Photoshop is. Okay, okay. First off, can we can we change? I don't have buy computers. Perel drawing paint. Can we change it to? Uh, can we say that Pat got fired from uh, Subway and then have him get hired at like Arby's? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get hired at Quiznos. Quiznos. Oh, I was gonna go. say yes, Quiznos. Quiznos. I was gonna say that. Yeah, there yeah, we if go. You can, if you could find one, I don't know about that. Yeah, how, many, how many Quiznos so are left? Here. Oh, can we say that he quit Subway because he made enough money in the band to open his own Quiznos franchise? <laughs> <laughs> we, did, we tried to tweet at Subway at one point to convince them that Pat actually worked there and give them like some kind of like um, get money gift or something. They were giving them like a prize pack or something. And Kamal and Matt Medina and I kept trying to tweet Subway to get them to honor Pat at band. Now, Kamal, Kamal. Yeah, all we wanted was like one tweet from them. Come on, that little, would have made our day. I'm a little confused because this whole rock thing doesn't add up to me because I thought you were Middle Eastern. You thought I was what? I thought you were Middle Eastern. Well, you believed the lie. <laughs> it worked for a really long time. So you're so saying, why, yeah. why do your I just didn't want anybody I didn't want you guys treating me differently. So why did your why do you are you adopted then? Is that what you're saying? No, no, he's Samoan. That bloodline is very, very small. Like, no, I mean, not a lot of that my left, right? entire family is Samoan. I play football. Yeah, I like pork. <laughs> it's, it all adds up, guys. I mean, it clues. just seems strange to me because I've I've met your parents before, and they don't seem Samoan. They seem in a pretty mi- Middle Eastern. Is this all? Kind of I don't know. Was was that all? Is it all an act? Yeah. Is everybody What's a Samoan in supposed to look like, bro? Yeah. What did it? What? I don't oh, know. That's sick. You guys are sick. That's maybe just a rude way maybe to approach thing. anything like The Rock at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here here's another question. Um, sure sounds like him to me. Now, now, Kamal, what's your favorite movie with The Rock in it? 
There's, um, there's two, so there's two, tall, two acceptable answers, and that was one of them. Okay, that's good. Walking tall. That's is one, one of my favorites. That's one of my favorites. No, there's only that's two. Actually, that's like actually a really good movie. It is a good movie. There's only actually Kamal. Kamal got my my DVD copy of that signed by his cousin for me <laughs> and mailed it back to me. <laughs> that's really nice of him. That's really this good. Is one of the perks. Yeah. There's actually only there's two. A, uh, nice Criterion collection. Where... <laughs> Shut up. There's actually only two acceptable answers, what? and that's the Tooth Fairy and Escape, Escape from Witch Mountain. <laughs> you can please stop right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Goddamn Tooth Fairy. Before we wrap was, what, this was up. The other, was w- the other answer the Fast and Furious? Oh, that counts. That's absolutely up there. The Fast Fast 5 and 6 are great. And then, um, my, That's easily one of the best movie franchises of all time. I do not disagree. I Justin and I actually agree, and we're not being sarcastic. Yeah, I'm 100%. Minus Tokyo Drift, which just didn't belong. Fast and Furious is fucking great. Excuse See, me. I don't, I don't Excuse, hate no, Tokyo Drift, no, though, no, no. it all comes back around, dude. No, yeah, exactly. Tokyo Drift is like the linchpin the entire series is built on. Don't you ever fucking say that about that movie. And don't you ever exactly. disparage... Don't you ever fucking disparage Lucas's Bla- Lucas Black's name in my house? Back around, dude. Okay, but here's a question. Because Justin and I know, Kamal and P. Fritch, have you guys seen the movie Torque? No. Torque? Fucking missing out. You better watch it. I don't think so. I saw Need for Speed, which was like a low-rent, like Fast and Furious. <laughs> Do you love In Need for Speed? We actually talked about it on this podcast, how no matter what happens when they get in a sticky situation, his black friend shows up with a plane or a helicopter <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> and like, in one of them, it's an army plane and even has a sergeant. He's like, we're going to get in a lot of trouble for this. Yeah, can you, can you tell me how he just gets into an army helicopter with a guy that's clearly in the army and is like, hey man, can I just borrow this? <laughs> Exactly. And, and like, he'll just show up like in a... Auto. Like, this is a fucking movie. He'll show up in like a news helicopter for no explainable reason at all. Yeah, like, like they don't tell you how he just gets <laughs> no, helicopters. He just, he just gets It's like them. this movie is just entering cheat codes, like getting whatever vehicle <laughs> right, they need. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Who plays his... Uh... Like, even Fast and Furious doesn't pull that shit. At least they're like, hey, man, we stole him. Yeah, isn't it? They don't explain to you how a, a Dodge Charger can run through a wall, but that's a totally different story. <laughs> because the rock's driving it? Exactly. Um, <laughs> I've seen Kamal run straight through a wall. It's in the jeans. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. If he touches, oh, anything, yeah. if he touches anything, it automatically Kamal doesn't even use doors. He just walks through walls. <laughs> now, hold on, hold on. Doors um, are just like a concept of your mind, bro. Wait a second. Hold are on. Are you here. saying right now, are you going to go on record, Kamal, and say that the rock is also related to the Kool Aid Man? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's. If you go back and watch every WrestleMania for the past 20 years, you'll Kamal's see me in the audience. Yep, you'll see me in the audience Fifth row. somewhere. Fifth okay. row center every time, camera side. All right, yeah. so guys. Now, Someone do your research right now. Listen, okay, pee fresh. Yeah. I know you want to talk about this because Justin had talked about it, and we wanted to talk about how absolutely ludicrous The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is, which I also watched recently. <laughs> oh, my God. Why, is it, why can't anyone make a good Spider-Man movie? Anyone. <laughs> it's been like, when did the first Spider-Man come out? Like 2002? Like right after, because they took the towers out of the poster, right? Yeah. Yes. It was like 2002. So no, let's focus on the on, on the Amazing Spider-Man 2 right now because that movie doesn't uh, even make sense bad. how it got made. No, it doesn't. 
It's it's two and a half hours of literally the most nonsensical things happening, right. and no one explains anything, you, and everyone just accepts that it's happening. There's three bad guys. <laughs> yeah, and Let's one talk of them, about the fact that you're watching a superhero movie where the most enjoyable thing is like the human interaction in it. <laughs> right. And even then, <laughs> like, there's no, there's no, like the whole point of comic book movies is to just. Be a comic book, be over the top and awesome, and shit. it's like Michael Bay for people who aren't retarded. And to watch a movie like Amazing Spider-Man Two, where like the human, the, the human element of it is so much better than like anything else in it, and it's still Tyler not good. The human element's still bad. Yeah, like him interacting with Mary Jane is the most, or not Mary Jane with uh, whatever fucking face is. Um, yeah, Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy is like. It is fucking painful to watch because those two people should not be on screen together. They no. have the chemistry. They have the chemistry I'd of like. I'd still rather watch that than than Spidey fighting Electro with like a disturbed remix playing in the background. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, <laughs> at least like, okay. What were those voices? But here's the was, thing: was that as prominent? <laughs> at least the disturbed remix thing is something to talk about. Like, when him and Gwen Stacy are talking to each other, it's literally like watching two anorexic, like, brother and sister who have had sex but don't want anybody to know it, like, try and interact in a public manner. <laughs> and what about, like, when Rhino comes in at the end for no reason for literally 45 no seconds? Yeah. What is that? Right, hey, guys. Hey, guys, I got a good idea. We're going to get Paul Giamatti. We're going to pay him a shitload of money to be in this for two minutes in the beginning and three minutes at the end and it's all it's going to do is set up a movie that's not coming out for five years. Yeah. How does that sound? Well, also, we're going to inexplicably give him a Russian accent which Paul Giamatti can't yeah. do. Not at all. <laughs> I didn't... You guys I just don't know how to start a franchise. I enjoyed Paul Giamatti more than anything else in that movie. Yeah, I know. At least that was over the top and like comic booky. Like, I could deal with that. Yeah. I can't deal with like the worst looking villain I've ever seen in the Green Goblin. Oh, can we talk about? Oh, can God. we talk about the guy who plays the Green Goblin, who may be the worst actor that has ever existed? <laughs> Dude, he that kid. The only thing I like him in, and I really like him in, it, is Chronicle. Yeah, but he he's unbelievably creepy. Yeah, he doesn't. He looks like he has like dead eyes and he's keeping children somewhere and doesn't want people to know about it yet. <laughs> well, maybe, and he has Tony Hawk's haircut from Gleaming the Cube. <laughs> <laughs> like, all that dude needs to do is wear, like, tight-ass jean shorts and ride around in a Pizza Hut delivery truck and he could be in that movie. Uh, or in my and, he's in the Meta- and he's in the Metallica movie. Oh, yeah, I forgot Through the Never. Oh, stop. <laughs> Anyways. I, I, I still haven't been able to bring myself to even watch it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to. I don't, I don't want to <laughs> like, watch I, any of I, that. I want to because I want to see how completely ridiculous it is, but I can't bring myself to actually like put it on. No. No, no, I can't. Um, I, the, but in that Spider-Man part, I, was, I actually like, got curious as to why they did that weird thing with the metal song and like how... like. Yes. Him like trying to like come to terms with it, and then watch some fucking oh. interview with Jamie Foxx where he was like, "Well, it's his inner turmoil. You see, he's just like he's Jamie oh. he's starting to feel very aggressive, and like that's how he's like you know letting it out is that." And I was just like, "That doesn't make any sense." Through new metal, yeah, Jamie Foxx is a piece of though. shit. <laughs> Jamie he really is. He really is. I watched that concert for like, Valor thing. He's a fucking moron. He has a tattoo oh. on the back of his scalp. Like, come on, get out of here. All right, well, before we wrap this up, we have to go in a second and call JR from Weston Jake. Uh, do any of you have any questions for JR? Uh, oh, none that you'd want to ask. 
Okay, fair <laughs> enough. We'll leave that at that. Come well, on. I think I think Pat had some questions the other day for Less Than Jake, actually. What? Did he really? Uh, it was in our chat thread. Uh, well, Kamal, I don't know if I saw that. Kamal used to be in a band that actually covered Less Than Jake. Oh, that's pretty much all we did. That yeah. really <laughs> We're going to talk about that you with kinda... JR. <laughs> I would also like to say, as we wrap this up, why my friends are assholes is that three to four days a week, I wake up with 80 messages unread <laughs> and a group text with these two guys and two other people. And when I say 80, I'm not exaggerating. No, yeah, it's usually, like, on a good day, it's between, like, 50 and 150 by, like, lunchtime. <laughs> right, and that's pretty much true. All right, well, you guys have a good night. You too. I'll see you Wednesday. I will see you on Wednesday, come out Friendsgiving. Yeah, I'll see you guys at WrestleMania. Uh, Everybody's getting bring, tickets except Justin. Bring That's the fine. I don't want them. Bring the Rock if you can. Come on, we'd really appreciate him having him at Thanksgiving. <laughs> perhaps. Yeah, you should try and bring your cousin, dude. I would drive down for that. Yeah, <laughs> perhaps he will smell what we are cooking. Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys have a good day, you Rudy Poo candy asses, <laughs> jabronis. Hey Ryan, let me. I got I got a plug before I go. What? I should hang up on him. Pat asked me to Pat asked me to plug his Instagram because he forgot to do it last week. Yeah. It's Pat Kennedy doing stuff on Instagram. Oh, I forgot. This is a good story. Not only did P Fresh make up the subway room about Pat, P Fresh has a Tumblr called Pat Kennedy Doing Stuff, where he takes pictures of him like mowing the lawn and doing laundry and just posts pictures of it all over Tumblr. With like these really stupid captions and his mom thought and thought Pat made it. <laughs> it's like literally we'll just be him mowing the lawn. And, like, it's just him doing mundane things. <laughs> fuck, fuck you, Pat Kennedy. Yeah, what, yeah. Like, fuck, what, do you, what do you have to think of your son to see that and be like, oh, Pat made this blog about himself where he's just <laughs> my, my son is the most boring human being on earth. <laughs> I hate my child. <laughs> All he does is make subs and do these mundane photo shoots. All right, you guys have a good night. I'll see you guys soon. Uh, Bye. So that was P Fresh and, and the Kamal. Rock's cousin. Yes, uh, Kamal, who I did not know was Samoan. No. Interesting. In fact, some would say that he couldn't be. <laughs> and in fact, isn't. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I, What movie did I watch the other night? I was going to talk to you about it. It was on On Demand. I watched the new Sin City. Oh, good. Good for you. <laughs> it was... Uh, it was bad. It was a pile of shit. Yeah. yeah, it was bad. I love the first one, but obviously any time a sequel comes out ten years later... Yeah, it's stupid. It's a dumb idea. It is a terrible idea, and it didn't even... The first one had so much substance and so many layers, and like it's almost like in the new Sin City, they somehow made the graphic design like worse and less colorful and more drab. I that's what I heard like I heard that it wasn't like um as interesting as the first one at all. Not like, at all. Like they don't like it doesn't have any of like the same charm of the first one. Cuz I've watched no. the first one recently and it still holds up. It's great. As first far as I'm amazing. concerned. But I mean, I guess that it doesn't help that, like, four of the people who are in the first one are dead. <laughs> like, that, and, like, Bruce Willis is in the new one for a minute and a half. And I heard it doesn't make any sense. No, like, there's, why? Just, there's no reason he's there. And it was bad. I saw John Wick, though. Um, yeah, I heard that, and I actually had a discussion with Chris Blair and how he didn't like it. 
and you thought it was stupid. Yeah. And there were too many plot holes. And I was like, Chris, if you sit and watch any movie to pick it apart, you're going to be able to do it because movies also, inherently aren't logical. It's a movie where Keanu Reeves plays an old hitman. Yeah. And someone kills a dog his ex-wife gave him or his dead wife. So he goes and kills everybody. What do you want out of it? Yeah. It's not the notebook. No. I mean, well, Literally, the notebook doesn't really have much of a plot. Yeah, but Ryan Gosling got that hot fucking... Oh, yeah. But, uh... Can we talk about that for one second? What well, happened to him? What do you mean? Why is he... Why did he used to be a good actor, now he's just the worst actor of all time? I think I, I, think I could tell you exactly why. I think well with Ryan Gosling. Well, he started, you know, doing movies like The Notebook and stuff. He's obviously an attractive guy. Whether you're a guy or a girl, I don't care what you say. Ryan Gosling's a good-looking guy. Yeah. Great-looking guy. And... I think he started getting all these big acting things, and like people were obsessed with him. Thought he was the hottest guy ever. Will you move the microphone closer? Like you can move it. You don't have to even move yourself. Yeah, I move myself, man. It's cute. Okay. And I think he was getting all these big acting gigs. He was like the hottest guy, like not just physically. I just mean you know, right. in Hollywood. Everyone wanted him, and I think he almost wanted to like rebel from that. I think he purposely wanted to just take weird roles and do weird things and just, I don't know. I don't think that's the case. I think, think so? that he bought into the fact that he was like, everybody said he was really good at what he did, and that made him worse. Like, what was the last movie Ryan Gosling did? I don't remember. I mean, there's been, I'm sure, tons of them. I just Probably. don't remember. The one that always sticks in my head is the movie Gangster Squad, which, if you haven't seen it, you should watch it for I the fact that he's doing. What I consider to be maybe the worst accent that anyone's ever attempted to do. In I a like movie. the movie. The accent is bad because he sounds like, "Hey, what are you doing? I mean, <laughs> right. why are you why are you doing this? Like, uh, I don't get it. Like, the, like he purposely like affects this like weird tone to his voice, and it doesn't make any sense for the character because he's supposed to be like this hard ass fucking like detective that like shoots dudes in the face because he's part of like the secret, right? Right. You know. Thing where they're allowed to fucking use violence against all the criminals of the underworld, and <laughs> he's just walking around like going, "Hey, what are you doing?" Right. Like, uh... I saw Twenty Two Jump Street last night. I watched. It oh god, it's so funny. It's good. Um, yeah. yeah, a lot of people compare it to The Hangover too, but it's a lot funnier. Like, it is a rehash of the first one, but there's enough stuff that I I thought it was funny. Yeah, my problem with people movie. saying it's a rehash of the first one, like, yeah, have you ever watched any cop movie? When they make a sequel, it's essentially the first one because cops only do so many things. Have you also like, watched how much they reference how much it's just like the first one? Yeah. To the point where they get that new church and it even says across the street, 23 Drum Street yeah, yeah, coming yeah, soon. Yeah. Right. And they say, who, who knows, next year we'll probably be in that building. Right. Like, and then at the, end, at the end they do this montage where they show like the next like 18 sequels and like what they are. Right. Yeah. I thought it was great. I thought the first one was funny too. And what's funny is 21 Jump Street I thought would be terrible. Yeah, I did too. And, and I watched it on the flight back from Europe when we were on tour. And oh, well, look at this guy. We're eating the Atlantic salmon while you're doing it, you fucking... I wish. Tilapia. No, I had peas and carrots and meatloaf on the flight. Oh, that sounds really bad for a flight meal. Yeah, it wasn't good. I hate flying anyways. I know, but to eat peas and carrots and meatloaf would be the worst. About uh, what? Anyway. What? What? So you watched John Wick, and it was awesome, like yes, I told you. Yes, and what? then on the flight from Europe, I watched 21 Jump Street, which what? Can I not talk about being on an uh, airplane? No, it's fine. I watched 21 Jump Street, and it had me in tears, and then I watched Man on the Ledge, which was pretty good, and I feel like underrated. 
Yeah, but I feel like that. I feel like Sam Worthington in general is underrated. Because I think like he was in Avatar and everybody was like, "Fuck this guy," and I was like, "Well, Avatar sucks." Yeah, Avatar's terrible, but he was the best part of it. Like, Agreed. you know what I mean? So other than those hot blue babes. Oh yeah, put your little ponytail. in You ever there. watched porn of them? What the? This is not Avatar XXX or whatever. Yeah. Man. No, I didn't watch that. Why would I watch it? I I I didn't. Yeah. Okay. You didn't. <laughs> um. No, it's. I watched that, and then I watched The Hunger Games, which was fine. Yeah, those movies are like they're okay fine. To me, they're yeah. fine. They're not. They're like if you have nothing to do and you just want to turn around and watch the Hunger Games, you'll be entertained. Yeah, they're you better. Hate it. They're better than it, they have any right to be. But even then, they're agreed. Fine. You know, it's no Twilight. Well, what is Teen Wolf on MTV? <laughs> yeah, you're right. It is yeah, pretty much. Did you ever see those books that they made when the Twilight craze was big? That was about a Frankenstein. Yes, I did. Yeah. Young adult, like, romance novel about a Frankenstein that falls in love with Which is girl. just fucking creepy. Does Frankenstein fuck? Yeah, he has, like, somebody else's dick. <laughs> That's not normal. Oh. That's not no, okay. You're, yeah. What? Of course not. It's a Frankenstein. Like, what are you talking about? Of course it's not normal. There doesn't need to be a book for young adults about Frankenstein fucking somebody. Well, I mean, too, in a way there does You probably be. wrote it. Well, let's not say wrote it. Excuse Let's me? Let's say ghost wrote it for someone else. Oh, who? Whoever the author is. I don't know. I just take the job, man. <laughs> well, you just get emails like, Justin, uh, we need a book about Frankenstein. Yeah, they're fucking. like, do you have any good like ideas about how Frankenstein fucks? And I'm like, yeah, he has someone else's dick. I got plenty of ideas about this. <laughs> Whose dick does he have? Like, oh, he can. He has different ones. He can like attach different ones. Any celebrities? Yeah, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> so Frankenstein... Fox with Ryan Gosling's dick. Yeah. Oh, boy, does he ever. I'd read that book. <laughs> Let's write it. What? Let's write it. Okay. <laughs> we'll, write, we'll write a book about... We'll write a book that is a conspiracy theory about how Ryan Gosling got his dick stolen by a Frankenstein. That's the reason he's a terrible actor now. <laughs> I'm completely in with that. I'm completely in with that. Um, the worst is that Fifty Shades of Grey shit. I saw the new like trailer and every time like okay every time I see like the first part of the trailer I'm always like like what is this and then like it'll get to the part where it's like actually the movie or whatever and I'm like oh this is dumb cuz the way they film it it looks really well filmed it does it's it just does. who care like well I was bummed but then happy is because I know you don't like Sons of Anarchy but I do and Charlie Hunnam who plays Jax like yeah. the star of it I know, which I love him, but... He signed on to be the star of Fifty Shades of Grey and luckily dropped out. Yeah. Because that... Thank you. I love. I, I like that guy a lot. I just don't... I don't care for Sons of Anarchy, but I love uh, Green Street Hooligans, which is Green like Street one of my Hooligans favorite Green Street Hooligans is movies. fantastic. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize... I didn't make the connection. I saw Green Street Hooligans so long ago Yeah. that when Sons of Anarchy came out, I didn't make the connection. It was the same guy. And the first time I heard him talking is. British accent was on Nerdist, and yeah. it literally blew my fucking mind. Oh, really? I didn't realize he was British, and I was like, what the fuck? I was the same thing as, like, I was thinking that about, like, uh, Idris Elba, like, because if you've only ever seen The Wire, you just think he's just some, yeah, you know, he's just that good at, like, disguising his British accent. Then you hear him talk, like, I saw him in, like, Rock and Roll, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, what? It's straight British. Yeah. Or, like, straight Luther, British. and I'm like... 100%. Yeah. Uh, but... We started, but I was going to say John Wick, um, 
is the best. I like that movie a lot. Like, a lot more than I thought I was going to. Even. I loved it. I liked The Equalizer better. Yeah. But not by a lot. Yeah. They're both really good. I just thought John Wick was awesome because it was the Max Payne movie we didn't get. It was, because the Max Payne movie we got was okay. Yeah, at best. Because Mark Wahlberg was great for the role. It was just that the script and the PG-13, they just fucked it up. Yeah, they ruined it. I don't think Mark Wahlberg had anything to do with the failure of it. No. I think he could have been a great Max Payne. But yeah. A, you're making a movie about a cop who comes home to find his baby and his wife murdered. Yeah. Is an alcoholic and goes on a rampage to murder everyone that did it. Right. And then you rate it PG-13. Yeah, and then you... That doesn't work. And you add in the, a weird love story that didn't exist in the games because At the all. one in the games was way creepier and weirder than... Yeah, because those games are fucked. Like, those games should be rated R. Yeah. Don't give me a PG-13 modern down Mark Wahlberg. And I like Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, me too. When he's being a badass. Yeah. Like, Pain and Game was awesome. Yeah, I did like that. Rated R? It was great. It was... It's the... It's like... It's it's the only Michael Bay movie since The Rock that was worth watching. It is. Really. Michael Bay has made a few great movies. Pain and Game was one, and Rock is the other one. Yeah. Other than that, there's a uh, Transformers, Transformers one through four, one, one through four. Uh, and a, oh, The Island. Uh, what about Battleship? Did he make that? No. Same thing. Just there, one right? of those guys that. But yeah, it's the same thing. Same thing. Right? <laughs> and then uh, I was on the talk. I got uh, GT Grand Theft Auto Five on PS4. Yeah. Yeah, it is great. I heard that the first person mode is like crazy, like how I mean, it makes it a whole new game. Like it's crazy how they did it. Is like it's painstakingly accurate. Like you can literally play Grand Theft Auto Five as if it's a first person shooter the whole time, and every interior of the car, every gun, like they made animations for everything. Yeah, the radio station, it's it's crazy. They made animations for a radio station? I just mean like it shows like listening you like... to radio through first person would be the same as just listening to the radio. <laughs> yeah, but like when it shows the first person, yeah. it shows like the artist, like it's an XM radio and like oh, the channel. Cool. It's yeah. crazy. It'll show like the drink holder, different drinks in different cars. Like the graphics are nuts. They're already good. They're better. There's more detail, more people in the city, more animals out in the wilderness. Right. There's some new missions, new cars, um, new weapons. You can yeah. get a hammer. Oh, to cool. beat people yeah. with if you want to be a Trevor. I like that. But it was, I mean, I beat Grand Theft Auto Five twice on PS3. Mm. And I can tell you that I'm playing an updated version on PS4 again for the third time. And I'm not bored at all. Well, those games great. like tend to not really be that boring. Like I, th- no. I can't count the number of times I played through San Andreas. Like, And I love the nods. Like I don't know if you noticed that. It's like um, there's a point in Grand Theft Auto Five when you have to go back to Grove Street. And as you're pulling up, you see CJ and his friends on the bikes driving by. Like, all the little nods they do from, like, that. It's just yeah. awesome. Like, it's, it's like, painstaking. Like, you go back to the street on Grove Street where CJ lived and have to do, like, a battle there. And it's recreated perfectly. Yeah, I like that it's, kind of stuff. It's awesome. And Far Cry 4 is amazing. I still haven't bought it, uh, but I'm going to here shortly. Because I, I went... I was between that and Dragon Age, and I was like, I'm not going to play both of them at the same time. I want Dragon Age. Do you play it? Yeah, that's what I've been playing. Is it awesome? Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. What's it's it like? Uh, I don't even know. Like, they've just, like, it's like if, uh, I mean, it's kind of Skyrim-ish, but in a completely different, it's like Skyrim, it's like everything they were wanting to do with Mass Effect in a fantasy universe, kind of. Like, everything that they wanted to do. Like, all the stuff that you saw in, like, the Mass Effect series that, like, they just didn't flesh out. It's that, like, but it's really, really good. Yeah. I do want that. It sucks because on the same day, 
they released Grand Theft Auto, Little Big Planet Three, Dragon Age, and Far Cry Four. Yeah, and it's just like, come on, guys. Yeah, seriously, yeah, come on, guys. Come on, yeah, Adam Carolla's But uh, no, Far Cry, and this is not in an insulting way; it's in an endearing way. Is very similar to Far Cry Three, which was one of the best games of all time. Yeah, so that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Just got better graphics; it's bigger and. Um, it's similar. You got to like get to the checkpoints and the outposts, but it's just it's like a living, breathing world. Yeah, you don't feel like you're like in a stock place. Like you feel everything feels alive the whole time you're playing. Yeah, like, it feels like a living, breathing, fake country that they made up, right. which is what it is. Yeah, and, I really, really want to play it because I Far Cry Three is like it's, it's I play so a game underrated. still. I love it so much. I but. think it's a top five, ten game of all time. I Far Cry Three yeah. was so underrated because Far Cry One was fine. Yeah, two, it was dumb. Two was okay, and then three was like, oh shit. Yeah, that's Ubisoft. Oh, thing. we finally figured out what we were doing, and then did it. And then I also beat Assassin's Creed Unity. How? How did you beat it? How did you play it? It was so like fucked up and broken. No, they they made a patch the day after. I know, but even the patch didn't solve no. a lot of the problems. I don't know. I played it. Me and me and yeah. Josh, my roommate, played it. Um, if you do online, it's pretty fucked. Yeah. But the single player, it was really fun. It's the best Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. Um, I guess the coolest thing about it is they did it all to scale. Oh, yeah, because it's like, what, Paris or something like that? Like, yeah. and the buildings are literally to scale. Yeah. And at one point, like, you go back and forth in between time. You have to climb the Eiffel Tower. But, like, well, airplanes are shooting at you. Oh, that's and cool. it probably takes 15 minutes. Right. Oh. Like, it's to scale. It's huge. Like, But it's fun. It doesn't really get old. Yeah. It's not... Game of the year. It's not breaking new ground. I like GTA and Far Cry more. Right. But if you like Assassin's Creed, I mean, there's no reason you wouldn't love it. Yeah, which I do, but... At the same time... They gotta do something with Until that. they start to bring it maybe more to modern time. I don't even care about that. They just need to do something to change... Like, to make it more interesting. Because, like... Regardless of, like, what they've done with the setting and stuff. Like, yeah, that's a big part of it, but... They just the gameplay. Not that it's like necessarily stale, but it's literally so much the same that it is. It bugs me, like because they don't have really great stories to fall back on. Like they're not very good at like figuring out what they're trying to do with those games when they're writing the story. So like right. you end up with a twenty-hour game that has like four hours of story in it. Right. And I will say, the amount of people they have on screen is insane. Like there's there's points where it's like, I've never seen anything like it in my life. Like, right. You have to get through these crowds. And yeah, it's yeah, it's nuts. I've heard it's. I mean, I've heard it's neat, but it's just like there were so many problems with it when it came out that. Yeah, there were, and if you get online, there's some <clears throat> lag issues for sure. But. Well, my other thing was like they sold it. Uh, they had all these commercials, and they sold it as a like a co-op experience. And there's like five co-op missions. Yeah, there's no. There's and no you can't even like do a whole lot with them. It's just like. And the co-op oh, you do, you, you can't really even like pick your friends necessarily. Yeah, it's so just with random people. What's the point? I heard that Far, Far Cry Four co-op is fucking co-op. crazy. Yeah. yeah, like I've heard it's really awesome. Well, here's what sold me on PS4 the other day. I didn't know this. I don't know if you knew this. I had no idea. Kyle, my neighbor, has a PS4 as well. Mm. And I told him I was like, "Dude, you should come over and check out GTA Five. Like the graphics are crazy on PS4." And I don't know if you knew this. I can share my game with him. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. On his TV, mm-hmm. where he can watch me play. But then I can switch it to him, and he can control it. Yeah. So he was playing our game of GTA. Yeah. Without owning it. On Far Cry Four, you can it's like cr- actually like invite people into it that people, don't right? have it, and like they can play co-op with you and everything. 
which is a really neat, like, interesting thing. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm still wanting, I still wish that Steam would go through with their thing. They had it in beta for a while where you could trade games with your friends. Like, if they had a game in their library, that's you could, awesome. like, trade it with them and you wouldn't have to buy it. Like, I think that's pretty neat, but I feel like they probably couldn't figure out a way where it could be profitable for anybody. Like, I feel like game nah. companies would be like, what? But at the same time, isn't that just like going over your friend's house and borrowing the game? I think anyway? that was the idea of Far Cry 4 when I read a thing with the inter- with the uh, makers of it. Is their whole thing was like, well, why give away 10 online for free? And they said, we want to recreate in 2014 the experience when you were a kid and went to your friend's house and played Mario. Yeah. And you got to play it for free, but then you might want to go home and buy it. And it yeah. makes sense. That's a good business plan. No, it's it is. Smart. Yeah. It'll work. It's Some people buy not- it. Some won't. It, it's among one of the few good ideas Ubisoft's ever had about anything. Absolutely true. Uh, you want to call our guest? Yeah, we'll call him up here. We're about to call Jr. Um, from Less Than Jake. See what he's who's doing. been on before, but uh, we have much more to talk about. He better answer. He better answer. Oh, he's gonna get something. Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah. Connecticut? Is that where you Yeah, are? that's what it is. Hold on a second. <laughs> How are you? That's, that's where I am. I am good. I have been home for a month. Well, 20 days. 21 days. Three weeks. Two it weeks. is awesome. 21 days is three weeks, JR. Yeah, that's what I said. Three weeks. I had to do some math, man. Hold on. I'm not a, you know. Ryan, also, you said two weeks. Shut up. <laughs> uh, how, right. how are you doing? Are you just chilling in your mansion? Yeah, I'm chilling in my one of my estates, actually. With your uh, tigers and your lions and gold, gold plates? Uh, I have large, expensive uh, tapestries and expansive uh, oriental rugs. And I do have oriental rugs, actually. Oh, see, you're living it up. That's not bad. I wonder if he eats Atlantic co- or Atlantic salmon. There's like nothing wrong with Atlantic salmon. Justin gave me shit earlier because he was talking about catfish, and I said I prefer Atlantic salmon. He called me a snob. Well, I mean, if you had said that you preferred like uh, pike salmon or like northwestern salmon, then I would say you're a snob. But I don't think Atlantic salmon makes you a no, snob. It wasn't. It wasn't that he said that. It was the way he said it. I was like, oh. I was like, oh, we should go like eat some catfish, and he was like, actually, I prefer tilapia or maybe some Atlantic salmon or a nice crab cake. Uh, well, you know, to each his own. No, you I know. mean it's fine. People but like their no. fish dry and yeah. flaky. Some people like it moist and oily. Whatever, you know, whatever floats your your fish, I guess. <laughs> I will say, I was with uh, you in Gainesville recently, mm, and you yeah. took me to a restaurant, and I don't remember. What it was, but you had those fries Lucy, and they were delicious. It was there's there's Lucy there's that that's fancy Lucy's is what Danny the owner call, calls it. There's downtown Lucy's and that was one of the venues for the fest. But then fancy Lucy's is in, a, in an area called Hale Plantation and Hale Plantation in Gainesville is the ritzy rich, where the richers live, you know, so to speak. And so it's nice and it's new and so that's and it, there's no festers there. You saw that it was like all people in their early fifties. Oh, it was great. Where I, it was great. I totally fit in with people in their early fifties. I feel more comfortable hanging out with people in their fifties and sixties than I do with people that are my own age at a punk rock. <laughs> no, it was it was awesome. We got to get away from fest and there was no one from fest there. Oh, look yeah, at and this. that's what you. That's how I roll. That's how I make fest work for me. Right. Right. 
A couple upper class dickheads here. <laughs> We're not upper class dickheads. <laughs> no, just, dude, I, I, for real, I'm so I'm admitted like middle class douche. It takes a lot to get me out of the suburbs, man. You know, no, I mean, for real. Trust me, I live in probably one of the richest areas in Cincinnati. I'll so say I Justin lives in the no Justin lives in the yuppiest fucking yeah, neighborhood really in the entire do. city. Yeah, dude, it's okay. You fucking people work hard to be able to do things. You know, like I gotta leave. I can't be here enough to really enjoy it. So when I get to be here, I'm like really stingy about my time here, you know, mm. and uh, it's hard to get out and do things, but occasionally I'll, you know, traipse around and go see some shows or something like that, so whatever. Like last night, but let me pre- let me uh, preface this. Uh-huh. JR, I will say, and this is not just because we're friends, is one of the nicest guys I've ever met touring. Very nice of you to say that. Thank you, Ryan. And, and I'm going to back that up so it doesn't just sound like I'm just sugarcoating it is because I can tell you that people know that I'm an asshole. And we would be on Warp Tour or any other thing, and I would be like, that band seems like the biggest bunch of fucks I've ever seen. Like, they're dressed like Disney characters or dressed like anime characters. And JR would be the guy that would be like, listen, I know the music might not be your thing or mine, but they're actually really cool dudes. Like, let me introduce you to them. And JR did that a lot. And he was right 99% of the time. It's like he would introduce me to people that I just hated for no reason. Because you know what I mean, Justin. Like you look at a band and you're like fucking assholes. Yeah, literally all the time. You, you don't even know. You don't even know anything about them. You know nothing about them. I do. Easiest thing ever. Yeah. You're just like, look at that fucking asshole. I do it. Everybody right, does it. It's human it. nature. You know, you that's human nature is to judge everybody. Oh, you I know? don't just look at bands. Oh. I look at just. Thank people. you. That's nice of you to say that. 99 percentile. That's pretty fucking high, man. I I would have gone 90 percent, maybe 85. You know, B plus maybe. But thanks. That's that's nice well, of you to it, say. It's true, and that's why I wanted to explain it is because. It's so easy, especially on places like Warp Tour, to look at a band and just be like, what the fuck is this band doing? You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck is this? Well, and yeah, you, of course, and, man. And Jay- I mean, it's, it's, I did it, you know, I still do, and, but I try to give everything a shot, you know? And then I also try to give people a shot, you right. know, sometimes over the, I learned that from Fat Mike, like everything... that I am is like different pieces of people. You know what I mean? But like, he's one of those guys that he may hate your band, you know, and openly will say to you, your band sucks, but he'll, you know, he'll be honest and seem like a dickhead he'd be, but like, yeah, here, here's this drink or here's this, you know, whatever, butt plug, whatever he's into. And, uh, (laughs) you know, fucking kind of rage with it a little bit and like i've always said that it's better to just meet people you know i have like three things i should i should have like uh said prior to this like to know me one you should know that i don't give a fuck what people think about me nor do i care what they think i you know they say the people that you choose to spend time with uh dick you know dictates what kind of person you are well fuck you because, yeah, I guess so, because all of my friends are pretty fucking awesome, to be honest with you. Right. You know? And uh, I like diverse people, and I'm a people person, and I like to make friends, and that's the best part to me about being in a band. That and, like, when people come up to me and say, you've, you know, you've changed my life or you helped my life. Like, that's the best part about being in a band to me. Absolutely. You know? Like, it's the interaction. It's cool. So that I, that's why I should preface that, that I don't, like, people say, oh, I can't believe your friends are da-da-da. And I'm just like... Yeah, I can't believe that you were born. You know, it's like the same that's, that's the, the thing that I think. Well, that's you know? just it is what I've learned is that we judge people 
for no real reason. Like, you could just see somebody and be like, that guy looks like an idiot. But it's like, he never did anything to you. You know, you don't know his personality. You don't know anything about him, what he's been through. Right. And the best example of this is um, Ryan's not going to be mad because he's going to know. And the story is, when we went into Warp Tour, Fallen Reverse was a band where I was just like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? And uh, I was just like, I can't believe this. I can't believe how big this band is. And JR, you were the first person that told me, like, no, like, you got to meet these guys. Like, Ryan, the drummer, Fallen Reverse is the shit. You know what I mean? Good dude. And uh, now me and Ryan text like every other day. Cause, like, yeah. Now you guys are like BFFs on yeah. a text tip. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're great that's... friends. And he, he is an awesome guy. He it is. Does, it doesn't mean that. And that's where I was last night. I went to go see we're Falling in Reverse with Black Veil Brides. Right. And, and so uh, just to clarify, uh, because people listening, that's such a funny sentence. Is JR from Less Than Jake last night went to see Black Veil Brides with Falling in Reverse. Yeah, and that's okay. Like, it is okay. Actually, it's not funny, only due to the fact that if you really listen to Black Veil Brides and you know me as a person, the first thing that I loved as a kid was I loved, like, glam metal. I like heavy metal. I do. Black Veil Brides is fucking heavy metal. They just did their last record with Bob Rock. Fuck everybody. You know what I mean? Right. Like, just a heavy metal band. Andy's a good guy. You've said that you've met him before. He's from Cincinnati. I know your area of the woods there. Andy's Andy's from really Cincinnati. smart Andy's, kid. Andy's He's from, one of my closest friends. Yeah, you know, Andy's from Cincinnati. And when you, I've met people on Warp Tour. Funny enough, the connection how I met Andy was uh, Jeffrey Star. How's that? Because uh-huh. we both knew Jeffrey, and Jeffrey was like, "You should talk to Andy. I think you guys would, you know, you guys would be good friends." And he is one of my closest friends, and he's a really good guy. And, uh, you know, people, everybody can make an assumption. You know, they read a thing in a magazine, or they see a picture of a person, and they just make this assumption. Like, oh, douchebag. Look at him. Douchebag. Once again, you know? I was going to say is I met Jeffree Star through you on Warp Tour. And it's funny because people listening, I'm sure, are like, why is the dude from Less Than Jake introducing people to Black Veil Brides and Jeffree Star? And it's like, because when you meet a lot of these people, you realize, like, this person's chill. Like, you know what I mean? Like, People are people. It's fall in reverse. It's not like I get in my car and listen to them. I'm sure you don't either. No. That doesn't, that doesn't offend them. They're friends. You know what I mean? Like, they don't care. No, Ryan doesn't I, care. I but I heard it enough on Warp Tour this summer to go, to go, yep, I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you listen to something, it's hard for people to understand it unless you, you experience it. You know, and so we played within two bands of Falling in Reverse all summer. So I heard them roughly 30 times, the same set. So I heard, you know, all of their songs just sitting there inadvertently 30 times. So I know the half of their set. Is that weird? Does that make me weird? (laughs) You know, I mean, they're catchy songs. So that's why I'm just like, that's why, that's the part of the thing that I can't understand. Like, it's hard for people to throw, to put their, uh, guards down musically you know i was having this conversation with a guy last night it's hard to put your com- your your guards down musically to let in something that visually you just can't stand it's like the fucking grateful dead to me 
you know, like the smell of patchouli makes me hate Jerry Garcia. And I, I realized that now I don't hate the Grateful Dead music so much. I just hated their hippie, smelly, dirty culture that was around it, you know? Right. So, and that's, I think, what people don't get. Like they see something like Black Veil Brides, right? And so Brides, they wore makeup a lot, you know, war paint, like they call it. Right. So their fans do that, and then people are just like, oh, look at these little kids with the paint on or whatever. But I, th- you know? I think in a lot of ways, though, that, that comes the reason why people get defensive or whatever about that kind of stuff is because that thing that you're looking at, like Blackville Brides or Falling Reverse, that isn't for you. Like, that, yeah. that music is for it's not those made, kids. It's, not, it's like, not made for us. Yeah. We're no. old, and we're looking at it like, come on, will you fucking quit? <laughs> right. And then, like, but... You know they're making money because they're like kids like that. Like they want. Well, I was that, gonna say, yeah, Black Veil Brides is not made for Justin, Jr. or Ryan. Well, I I'm a fan. I I can honestly say that. I spent like their last record actually. It's pre- pretty good fucking record, man. They did it. Like I said, Bob that goes, Rock. That goes back to what I said though. Is before I appreciate you. Is you literally do like, I'll, I'll put it this way. Um, this will throw me under the bus, but not Jr. at all. Is we were at Warp Tour and Jr. and I were walking by. And the Somerset was playing. And I remember literally being like, what the fuck is this bullshit? Like, why isn't this on the Disney Channel? And JR was like, oh, I bought it on iTunes, man. It's not that bad. They're good people. And he introduced me. And, like, that's JR in a nutshell. Like, that's him. Like, he he will give anything a chance, any people a chance, and any music a chance. And I think from somebody from our generation of punk rock, that's so rare. Of course it is. Because people, like I said, I think, I always thought that punk rock was an awesome place to be because people just accepted me for who I was. I didn't need to be anything more than just me. You know what I mean? Nobody had any further expectations. It was kind of like the underachievers club. You know what I mean? And so we all just kind of hung out, and it was cool. But then, like, I noticed that we were the ones that the jocks made fun of, and so then now was that, did that mean it was okay for us to make fun of the nerds? I always just never understood that, you know? I was always just kind of like, man, people are people, you know? And uh, well, I, my I, parents, I guess, kind of taught me that. Well, you know, I, they're just like, everybody's the same. You I, know? I agree. And you should treat everybody the same. And so that being said, like, when I'm on tour, you know, I, I have friends that are in punk bands, and I have friends that are in ska bands and stuff, but when we do something like the Warp Tour, it's always funny because we end up doing with these weird bands and then like the world is a big world. And so when you go overseas, a lot of times we, the ska band, the lone ska band, they're playing on these weird fucking metal festivals with all of these bands, you know? So like I try to make friends with the, the bands that are metal bands. Cause one, I kind of like metal, you know, as long as it's cool. And two, we're on all these festivals. So when I'm on these festivals and I have nobody, I get there and I'm like, great. I got nobody to hang out with. You know, and then like, that gets boring. So you got to make friends, man. That's just, you know, not that I don't like the guys in my band, but fuck, man. <laughs> well, funny enough, actually, is uh, we've had you on here twice and Vinny on here twice. Uh-huh. And a lot of people have said, oh, those interviews were awesome. Why don't you get Chris or Roger? And yeah, I just... where's Chris or Roger? Well, good luck. Do, Go ahead. Well, you, you could probably get Chris. No, I can give you Chris's phone number. He'd do it. He's kind of funny. No, I have Chris's of. phone number. The reason yeah, we you should call. You should just text him and be like, well, no, "Dude, you should." I'll bust his balls because you know what? He called me and had like a whole 
thing, like where he's looking to do some stuff. So I, I'll call him and just be like, I'll nudge him a little bit and be like, you should do this big snackers thing. It's good. Well, no, he's no. got a, like a tour. He's doing some shows, I think, solo shows. I think know. he'd do it. It's just that I think you and Vinny are much more interesting. So that's why we <laughs> talk to you guys. Oh, I appreciate that. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I, I'm more than a one-trick pony. Even though I am a one-trick pony at karaoke, I only sing one song. Well, I oh, will no, say. You're one of those guys? What? Yeah. Which song? Open Arms by Journey. And I fucking kill it. <laughs> Wait, what did he say? You. What did he say? Uh, he's, he only sings one song at karaoke. What song? Yeah. Open, Open Arms. Arms by Journey. Yeah. And I fucking kill it. I will tell you one thing about Chris That's... Demakes, who is the singer of Less Than Jake, is that the man will not use a porta potty. All of Warp Tour, he shit in the woods. Yeah. It's weird. That's a true story. That's true. Yeah. It's a weird fetish almost. He used to do that. He used to shit in bags on the bus, but then we just berated him so much that he's just like, man, I'm just shit in the woods. And now he'd go hike around. It was like a game. <laughs> very true. It's very yeah. true. We all have games that we play on tour, Ryan, you know, to keep the, keep the day interesting. Absolutely. You don't understand it unless you live it. That's what I try to say. Well, I'm going to be on tour with you guys next year at some point, so don't worry. Oh, okay. Are you getting Nick's day staff together? No, I'm just going to come with you guys. Oh, you're just going to come and roll, roll with us? Yeah, I'm going okay. to come on the Real Big Fish tour. Um, oh, all right. That would be fun. Yeah, we're doing that. Us and Real Big Fish. I guess I should fucking I've name never, drop some stuff, right? I've never, and, I've never given zero. you I've never given you the hard questions. I always like asking people really awkward questions. So are you ready for yours? Let's go. Let's do it. Um, in the spring, oh no, this winter, you guys are touring with Real Big Fish co-headlining, right? Yes. Is it weird that you're co-headlining with a band that you're about 30 times better than? <laughs> I appreciate you saying that. I think Real Big Fish is a very good band. They've, I've known Aaron for 20 fucking years. He's a really entertaining dude. I've very good guitar player I've too. Seen all, I've seen that from the beginning to what it is now, and now I think the band is much better. Probably the best that it's been, you know. And uh, it's fun to tour with them because it's two plus two equals five. That's the math equation. It's really a lot of fun. People know they're going to have a good time, and so you know, personal things aside, I'm sure there's dozens of. Uh, Real Big Fish fans that think that Real Big Fish is better than Less Than Jake, and maybe they're right. You know what I mean? No, 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 but, they're, no they're wrong. They're wrong. Yeah. Like I said, man, it's, <laughs> it's a personal choice, I know. and a lot of people like us about the same, too, so that's good. I, you I know. feel like... To be that, honest with you, I think it's funny. I don't give a shit, but it's, you know, it's funny for you. It, that's f- very nice of you to say that, but, you know, I will respectfully it, disagree. No, no. I'll, I'll, I, go, uh, I'll go one further. That was a very diplomatic answer, and I thought it was very generous of you to say that they have dozens of fans. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to stop, like, oh, wow. the no. holy thing, the dozens and dozens of the Real <laughs> well, Big here's Fish what, Here's what's funny. It was a diplomatic answer. It was a good answer, and I actually like Real Big Fish. I the tens of the Less Than Jake fans, that's what we have. I think Literally Le- tens of us. I just think Less Than Jake has held up so much better than Real Big Fish. Well, it's just different. We're, diff- we're very different bands. You very, know? very much um, so. Very much so. Different, different animals, you know. But um, still we, fun. Both <laughs> the same like, end point. We'd like to have fun. Can, we so. add, can I ask another mean question? Yeah, ask as many mean questions as you want, man. I'm good at, I should be a politician in another life. Are you guys going to bring anybody else on this Hasbins of Scott tour? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're trying to get uh, Mike Park to come on it as uh, Skank and Pickle. 
but we couldn't do that. Is Let's Go Bowling going to come out of retirement? Let's Go Bowling, are you talking about? We were trying to get the Cherry Pop and Daddy to come back. (laughs) Where's the the Voodoo Glow Skulls? Yeah, Yeah, no, never, dude. I don't, I, 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 I can't say never, but we've toured with them before, and I don't know if they want to or we want to. Maybe they do. You know, I, I don't know, man. We is a uh, safe <laughs> Ferris. The nineties throwback thing. Uh, yeah, no. well, it makes everybody feel. It makes everybody in their thirties feel like they're in their teens again. Yeah. Where's the? So, where's the? So, it has that show better be at like six thirty p.m. Where's the urge? <laughs> hey, dude, better than Dishwalla. You <laughs> know, where's the? Fucking give me a break. Where's you the? Wanna, urge? Oh, you want to go see Third Eye Blind, right? You'll spend thirty five bucks to go see Third Eye Blind. No, right? absolutely. Come on, not. we talked about this the last time. <laughs> Where's the urge at? I don't know. They live in St. Louis. They're probably on the, the uh, 311 cruise. People now are not even getting these references to this at all. <laughs> Wait, are like, we are over everyone's head. Bands or something? Are you are you guys going to be on the 311 cruise? Is, is Sprung Monkey coming oh. out? Is Sprung Monkey coming out for a few shows? <laughs> Sprung Monkey. Wow. <laughs> Big Blue Monkey is actually coming out. Oh, story of the year. Yeah, see? Yeah. Dropping fucking bombs and shit. Um, no, honestly, I'm, I'm really excited for the tour. I will be there. Oh, good. It's coming to, is it going to Cincinnati? I don't even know where it's going. No, I haven't looked at it's, one date it's come yet. within a few hours. I'm going to come hang out with you guys, though. Okay. Um, That's, what was I going what to you, what, So you said you had other questions for me. I'm, I'm ready. I did I'm have ready. I even, like, hyped it on my Twitter I, today to the 10 actually, people that actually I, pay attention to me. I got a question on Twitter, actually, that I guess is kind of hard to answer, too. You have to be diplomatic. Okay. It's not about you, but um, hope it's mean. Some, it's not mean. Um, someone on Twitter asked, "Do you feel like Streetlight Manifesto saying they were breaking up and now playing shows again was for real or just a ploy to make more money?" I don't no, know. I, why, to, I don't. I, I don't know why they would ask you that because you're. And I, I'll take this forum as my as my space to actually mention this. I think that those dudes had a thought of what they wanted to do and how they wanted it to be. This is our touring. This is our, cause they toured for a long time and they toured pretty hard, you know? And I think that from what I understand, and this is what I've heard from outside people, I haven't talked to anybody within the camp, but I heard that they, one of the dudes couldn't tour and, Dude A doesn't want to tour without Dude B. Understood. You know, makes sense. So if they get bigger offers to go do bigger shows, it seems they do it. So they're not touring, so to speak. But if they were to go back out on tour, I mean, let's be honest, man. Kiss did their final tour in 2001. It's 2014. They're still on tour. You know, so this is the, like, they can do whatever they want. I just don't know if it's bullshit or if it's just they are unable to tour as much, you know, like I'd read a couple of things that Thomas had said that he didn't want to start just becoming, uh, you know, right. Oh, a, a joker, a joke of themselves. I think is what he said. I can't remember the direct quote, but I just thought that that was interesting. And then hearing that one of the guys couldn't go on tour, you know, that's what he was kind of referring to is he didn't want to get fill in players. He wanted the same dudes, yada, yada, yada. I get it. Do you think whatever? But like, uh, is it a is it a scam? I don't know, man. It's up to their fans to decide that. And um, right, I'm not a fan. So I mean, I'm different. I like those guys. I think they're a good band. But you know, I, I look at it differently. I just look at it as like, 
okay, if that's what it is, then cool. Do At you, least that's what I heard. So. Do you think that if Streetlight Manifesto was never on Victory Records and none of that shit happened, they'd be in a completely different place? I don't know. That's a really special band. You know, Streetlight, their fans are very... I think that, that Victory helped them. Right. They, they, create, they helped create a fan base for them. You know, uh, it was symbiotic for a while, but, you know, Thomas likes to speak his mind, respect that, you know, or respect the guy for that. Absolutely. But I don't know if it, I don't, it didn't hurt him, but it sure didn't help his cause, you know, but it, all it was, was it was just fucking coffee talk, baby. You know, it was, there was nothing really that happened. They had to hire lawyers. I could data remember hired lawyers, you know, they lawyered up. I don't think Streetlight ever lawyered up. He just bitched and moaned, right. you know, and at that point you're just an artist bitching and moaning and that's fine. You know, squeaky wheel gets the grease, I guess, you know, but he didn't get anything because Brummel didn't give him shit. They just fucking kept selling records, right? So there it is. Didn't yeah. that happen to a lot of bands? Like, oh, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. You know, dude, I've never been on Victory, but f- from my perception, right, he probably makes money off of his bands, but it seems like he does all right. Like, every band on their label was super huge when they will start right, bitching about it. I remember you know? when, like, Hawthorne Heights Hawthorne Heights, them, uh, Taking Back Sunday, Streetlight Manifesto, Blood for Blood. Um, a lot of bands. And they're, they Bayside. Bayside got out clean. Yeah, they did, but I remember when Hawthorne Heights got out and they were fucking, like, destitute. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, they were, were massive, and then it just, the, the, the fucking bottom dropped out. Like, I, I have I, no idea how. I that, remember, that is still, to me, I can't, I don't know how that happened. I don't know how that happened. I, I remember I talked, I talked to JT from Hawthorne Heights because they live right I there. love JT. He's a really nice dude, JT. you know what I mean? And that's like, I, I could never understand that. You JT know? is one of the coolest dudes ever. He's hilarious. He has a great sense of humor. We should have him on here sometime because I think people, I don't listen to Hawthorne Heights, and I'm sure most of our listeners don't, but I think people will be surprised how funny that dude is. Oh, yeah. But um, I remember talking to him, and he was like, we sold 2.2 million albums, and I didn't see a penny. Yeah. And I was just like, the victory, I guess, told them, like, well, we spent it all on marketing. It's like 2.2 million albums times 10 minimum to $15 each. I was like, what, were you, like, marketing on the fucking moon? Yeah, honestly. Because that doesn't make sense. That math does not add up. Yeah. Well, like I said, I can't say that he wasn't stealing from them, but like I said, they seemed to sell a lot of records, and there seemed to be a lot of people in at the shows, like, watching the bands. You know, so I guess it's like you can look at it one way or the other, you know. If bands go on tour and they're not making money, you know, then you should either reconsider your career profession or start firing people that are extraneous and take care of yourself. Yeah. You know, and it's hard for a lot of bands to do that because, especially if it's, success comes really fast to a young band and they're not prepared for it, you know, like, motherfuckers swoop, swarm, swarm, you know. So that's like, it's always refreshing. Going back to what we were talking about before with like these Black Veil Brides, like Andy's 24 years old. He's highly aware and he's highly smart. One of the smartest young men I've ever met, you know? And so I think that that's really rare in rock and roll to meet somebody that's like fucking highly aware and very, you know, certain about what they want in life, you know? And you just lose that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, but he's been that way. Like, I remember when he lived here and he was, like, 16. Oh, yeah. And, like, he, that was, like, 
what he was doing. Like he, he had a ga- he had, had a game plan. Like, he already had like lawyers and shit. Like you know, coming out of here to go to L.A. and like he knew where he was going and what he was doing. Yeah, he had a so, game like, plan. That makes sense. But you don't run across that very often at all. Which no. I think, especially in punk rock, because people would feel like that's disingenuous. Like, like people wouldn't be comfortable with you having that kind of ambition. I think the reason Andy succeeded is because he kind of said, who gives a fuck about punk rock or cred? Well, because they're not really a punk band. No, like, you not know what at mean? all. Like, they never They were trying to be. to be. They were just trying to be themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, like... Well, I don't know go that far. You know, people, you know what I loved him the most? Is that fucking Golden God speech. And people, like, were just like, what a fucking douchebag. But you know what? You guys, nobody... Does. I defend that kid because he's my family. And you know what? Good for him. He got up there. <laughs> Fuck off, you fat, out of shape, douchebag. I was like, that's awesome. Because here's a kid, and as much as I'm an old salt a lot of times about ah, these fucking kids and blah, 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 like, you know what? Rock and roll is about youth, and it's about young, and it's always about fuck you. So if there's a dude that's out there and going, fuck you, I'm doing what I do, I don't give a fuck what you think. I think that that's really refreshing because everybody's so nice. I'm not looking for nice. Everybody in band is so nice. Give me genuine. Any day of the week over nice. Everybody's nice. I want genuine. And that is a genuine human being. And that's why I love him. That's why we're friends. My friends tend to be genuine. That's why you and I are friends, Ryan. You're a genuine dude. You know? (laughs) I try to be. Yeah, you're right on. You're fucking, it's, it's hard to find that. You know what I mean? Like, that's the hard thing to find because on the surface, everybody's like, yeah, bro. And then they turn around and they talk shit behind your back. Like, right. I don't talk shit about my friends. Absolutely. But yeah, I do talk shit about my friends. But that's because I would say whatever I would say behind their back. Yeah, we all, talk, we all talk shit to each other. Yeah, but see, I would never say anything here that I wouldn't say to anybody to their face. Right. You know what I mean? I, like, I have, up. I have an interesting question, I guess. Sure. When we were just talking about Streetlight, it made me think because Less Than Jake is a band that has been on major labels, indie labels, and your own labels. Yeah. What What is your favorite label you guys have been on? Oh, Warner Brothers because they spend a shitload of money on us. <laughs> Do you have? I mean, a- that's bottom line. We we when we did Anthem, that was like when they were still spending stupidly. We got the tail end of that. And like I think overall production costs were around eight hundred thousand on Anthem. Wow, jeez, you know? that's crazy to me. Like I don't give a shit. I'll it's it's history at this point. Could have bought you a know, lot, but, lot of like at that sandwich. point we did the record with Rob Cavallo, and he was like, "Oh, I want to go record in New Orleans. We should go record there." And like we went and recorded in New Orleans, and we finished tracking in Malibu. So we have because we have to track in Malibu, and like that all costs money. Rob Gavallo, we took a cut rate at 150 grand to do our record. That was a cut rate. You took half. You wanted to do a punk record again, you know, before American Idiot. Right. So, well, I was going to say. the record he did just before American Idiot. Well, I was going to say. Shit, that's so weird. That's crazy. <laughs> I, I was also going to say, is because um, a lot of bands do this now, and it's normal. I'm going to tell you guys a quick story. Okay. He brought, he brought some demos from those Green Day things, and he goes, hey, listen to these. And I'm like, we're listening to it. And I'm, there was like eight songs, and one of them was what I would consider to be good Green Day song at the time. And he goes, what do you guys think? And I'm like, what, this one was really good. He's like, yeah, one of them's good. The rest of them are just fucking shit. He's like, they're writing songs <laughs> of fucking cats and dryers and bullshit. <laughs> what the is that? You know, he goes, you guys are saying stuff. You know what I mean? Like, you guys are saying things. He goes, these guys aren't saying shit. 
That's a you know, priceless I, I story. I always thought in the back of my mind and the crude fucking evilness that our shitty anthem record fucking sort of outwardly or inwardly inspired Rob Cavallo to light a fire under Billy Joe's ass to do American Idiot, which, you know, whatever. I make up my own story, so fuck you guys. <laughs> I think American Idiot sold okay, yeah. That's actually a priceless story, though. That's really interesting to me. Yeah, well, but so that's I, a tidbit of fact. Here's a question for you. We were talking about this the other week. Um, Green Day was one of those bands that, like, was just in the right place at the right time and became as huge as they are. Mm. And I feel like every oh. you get every, like, couple of, like, years or whatever, you get another Green Day. But we were having a hard time figuring out who the next Green Day was after they broke. Yeah, who do you think? Because we said this. I said, if you want to go straight for the punk scene, I guess you would say Rise Against. Yeah. And if you want to stretch outside of that, but still kind of in it, I would say A Day to Remember. But what do you think? I think so, it's whoa, 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 whoa. What? Say that again. You're going from which band? You're going from Green Day. Yeah. So the next logical band after Green Day is Blink-182. No, That's yeah, next, yeah. We had, but we that, was, that was that. similar time, similar timing. Yeah. We, we had sort said, of, but not really, because Green, Green Day was big. They played Woodstock, which was 94. Fucking Blink didn't really hit till 98. Green right. Day was big when I was a freshman in high school. Right. Like, what about like, in high school, like, what about, 93. What about That's when was five, like, What about hitting. the last five years? Huh? Like, what about the last five to six, seven years? Do you think there's any band that... All-time low? Granted, record sales are down, so we're not talking the same as record sales. Do you think there's a new Green Day or Blink, like a band that's just taking the world by storm? It, like, in pop punk, or do you mean, like, in that, like, kind of arena rocky pop that it's become let's say pop punk yeah do you think like all-time low would be the closest but there's different it's different you know because fallout boy was that at some point you know what i mean but like they're not that anymore they're not a pop punk band like they'll still play you know fucking uh you know uh i'm good to go or the fucking chicago right True. I was gonna say though, just just they have to off the fucking uh, take this to your grave or whatever. But they're not a pop punk band anymore, just, even though they are still, you know, just they could just I, still do that. Justin, I didn't think of Fall Out Boy. Fall Out Boy is a good example from a few years ago, right? But my question is always like, I'm talking about like a band that will endure. Like you know, what I mean, like Green yeah, but Day that's has, like trying to like, ask like that's trying to predict the weather, man. You don't no, know. No, which I'm way, not saying I'm that. Gonna, I'm you saying you don't know. I'm you don't know what's gonna endure for twenty years, thirty years, fifty years. No, no idea. But you have a good, you can have a good idea. Like, it's not hard to figure out, like, if a band will keep their fan base and continue to be as big as I they would, are. Because, I, I mean, would think All Time Low is a band that will do that. I would think Pierce the Veil. Unfortunately. And yes. they could do that. That's a new band that's kind of popular. Like, if you're talking right now, I think All Pierce Time Low is a good answer because they're huge right now, they play arenas. <laughs> And they have what five albums under their belt, and they're not slowing down. Yeah, all time low. They're yeah. just starting to hit into arenas now. Um, I guess Sleeping with Sirens, pretty big band. Sleeping with Sirens, you know, is huge. that I don't know if that's like. See, I don't know. It like crosses over now, and there's like you got metalcore, and you got fucking. You know, it's kind of a. It's it's hard to say. It's really hard to say, man. I think this conversation though shows how crazy the music industry's gotten is that we're talking about Sleeping With Sirens and All Time Low being like the new Green Day and Blink-182. 
and how much fucking huger Green Day and Blink-22 were than those bands will ever be. But it's also the time, you exactly. know, like it MTV, there was only a couple of outlets where people were Absolutely. able to find it, music. It is a time. Now you can get music at the fucking, at Starbucks. You know, they give you a card for a download. When you buy a coffee, here's a free download card. Hey, good you know? Nora Jones. She's Green Day. She <laughs> did a song with Billy Joe Armstrong. <laughs> yeah, man. Green Day, like, hey, man, more power. You know, those guys. The whole Green Day, Blink-22, Offspring, I just don't think it'll happen again. No, I mean, but it was right place, right time, you know, and that was that. That's the whole thing. It's like that was our generation, my generation, 20 years ago. Yeah. You're just not, it's now it's EDM, you know? Yeah. That's yeah, what kids listen the, to. That's what yeah. teenagers listen to. And, like, music is for the young, you know what I mean? It's for everybody, but, like, real, like, pop music is for, that's for youth. Well, you know, that's not for me. That's not yeah. for you. That's for kids that have their mom and dad's money to spend. Yeah, it is for youth, but at the same time, that doesn't like. I don't know. It's the same thing. Good. As, like, I'm not. I'm not defending it. No, no, it's it not that. I'm, bad. I'm just know, saying that's what it is. It's you know? that it's more for uh, whatever marketing guy finds the new thing that he can push to kids that will listen to it. Like, well, of course, it's all about the bottom know, line. There's that yeah. line that you walk between artistry and commerce. I think you know it's. I think that music, especially like pop music and anything that's like big like that, uh, that goes in like waves, you know, every like five or 10 years or whatever is not for, not for kids because they're not discovering it on their own. It's for whoever it is that's going to make a million dollars by putting it out there. Yeah. I mean, they're just trying to make money. Yeah. That's all it is. No, like, well, I don't know if there's people that are, you know, what would be considered company men anymore, company women, you know, people are just trying to make money. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's all it is. They don't give a shit what hits. No. You know, like five seconds of summer. That's a perfect example. People went nuts that they put that band on the cover of alternative press. Who fucking cares? You know who cares? The people that aren't buying alternative press. Right. That's who cares. You know what I mean? They weren't bitching and moaning when they put fucking Kurt Cobain's dead bloated ass on the cover of it or fucking Eddie Vedder's ass on the cover of it back in the 90s because, well, that was fucking, you know, that was when things were cool. Bullshit. They were signed to major labels right. in million-dollar record contracts just like everybody else did. Yeah, they were, you know what I mean? I think that people put that shit on such a pedestal. It's you know, this all... shouldn't, you shouldn't put it on a pedestal because it sucked then too. There's a lot of sucky bands back then too. E six. My they problem. Sucked. My problem. Harvey <laughs> Danger sucked. My problem. Going. My problem with Five Seconds of Summer. Wait, wait, Ryan. He said Harvey Danger sucks. Harvey Danger's awesome. Um, oh yeah. Okay. Name me one song besides the song. He what? will. He listens to fucking. Oh, I, I have all three of their albums on my iPod. <laughs> you have all. You're, so you're one of the ten fans that went to watch him play when they played Cincinnati the last time. Fuck yes, I love Harvey Danger. But listen, all right, yeah, five fine. seconds Let's of summer. Anyway, my my um, fuck you. Okay, <laughs> my problem with five seconds of summer is not uh, is not Australian. Is, it's no. It's not them. You saw the guy's dick, and it was bigger than yours. That listen, was my problem. No, listen, it's not them. I have nothing uh -huh. against them. What they do is what they do. Good for them. That's cool. I'm glad they're successful. Okay. <clears throat> My problem with them comes from the media. Is that when they were on the cover of Alternative Press, and then John Feldman talked about them, and everyone's thing was, we need five seconds of summer because we need a guitar rock band on the Billboard charts because guitar rock is dead. And that week, I actually looked it up. And 10 out of the 20 Billboard Top 20 artists 
all play guitars. Like, it's just a bullshit thing to me to say of people saying, like, pop punk and this world needs five seconds of summer. I don't care about five seconds of summer. I don't think they're bad or good. I don't well, have an opinion about it. What they need is a story. They yeah. need somebody to care about the band. You right. know what I mean? So they need you to buy the record, so they will tell you you need they, the the world needs this band. It's all it's all media. It's all hype. Yeah. Well, that's you what know? I mean. Is like I, the same week that they said that Maroon Five was number two. I don't like Maroon Five, but they're not any less punk than Five Seconds of Summer. It's the same shit. They're a guitar band. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but hey, that's you know that's what people want though. Is, is Adam like, Levine a piece of shit? Yeah. Yes, absolutely piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, probably. But, I mean, he's, no, no, he's there's those, no probably. Uh, those proactive commercials. You my, have to my, be a douchebag to do proactive. Well, no, my, my friend punched him in the face and knocked him out at the airport. It was on MTV News. He's a douchebag. That's all right. I mean, you know, it's fine. It's not his fault that he's a douchebag. Some but, people are just born into it. But, you know? the, but Maroon 5 is a guitar band. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. Five Seconds of Summer is not here to save guitar rock. So no, they're here to get 13-year-old girls' money from... The other boy bands that they would spend money on from Justin Bieber and fucking whoever else, you know, and they're on tour with what's the uh, One Direction. One they're Direction. managed by the same management outfit that does One guys, Direction. So they're on tour with one, Dire- one Direction. Guys, can we be personal for a second? Yeah. Guys, I don't I don't mind the new One Direction song. It's on Spotify. I don't think it's that bad. What's See, up? here's where you're fucked because you're going to sit here and go, oh, I don't mind the new One Direction song. You're going to motherfuck five seconds of summer? What's wrong with you? No, no, no. I, no. What side are you, you on, you, man? No, like, you're flip-flopping. You have to literally realize that I just said my problem with five seconds of summer had nothing to do with their music. Oh, Christ. I don't have a problem with them. I uh-huh. have a problem with people saying that that they're necessary to bring guitar rock back. Nothing is necessary. We don't need any of this bullshit. Exactly. I mean, your band, my band, or anybody else. We don't We're need One Direction. Here. We don't need Five Seconds no. of Summer. I don't mind the new One Direction song. I don't mind Five Seconds of Summer. They're just a cheesy pop band that sounds like right. One Direction with distorted guitars. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can't. But again, it's like Five Seconds of Summer, alternative press getting the thing. You can't be mad at people for wanting to sell magazines. You know, like they're alternative press trying to sell magazines. So what are they going to do? They're going to put a band that people are going to buy the magazines of. Would you Person go on, that's going to buy the magazine. Would you, go on you tour? would you go on tour with Five Seconds of Summer and Lesson Jake? Yeah, if the money was right, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't blame you. That's a good answer. Well, why wouldn't I? And I would fucking kill it every night and have a great time. I would have the best time, actually. We, dude, you can never ask me that question. We were on tour with Linkin Park and Korn <laughs> and true. Snoop Dogg all at the same time. Bon Jovi? So, yeah, Bon Jovi. Fucking... Black Veil Brides, but that was Warp Tour. So we've done Warp Tour a ton of times. Doesn't matter, you know. Black, we did a, a, a tour before I was in the band. The, they did a tour with Snowcore with the Far Side. Remember the Far Side rappers? Yeah. yeah. Still we did a tour with Cage. He's a rapper. That was a real I tour. Love, I, I love Cage. Cage and the Swellers. I liked kind of Cage talk. until he he got sober. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> Is that sad to say? Cage was great until he got sober. Yeah, if he'd do more drugs. There's a lot of people that I could that I say that about. They were great say, until they sobered once up. Once Cage got sober, his raps just didn't didn't do it for me anymore. Yeah, your 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 art sucked. Once you tried to save your own life, You're like way to go for trying to save yourself, dickhead. Ruined my ruined my good time. Right, exactly. I get that. I get that you have a healthier life now, but my listening pleasure is lessened. Yeah, but he go still, do some drugs. Yeah, but he still talks about killing himself, and at that point, you're just like, well, "Why don't you just go do it then?" <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, here's a gun. You know, like last night, I 
was in the dressing room for a second, and I talked to Jackie from Falling in Reverse, the guitar player, Jackie. And he's like, man, you're so laid back. I wish I could be more like you. I'm like, well, what is there to worry about? I said, the only thing really, and this is honest to God, the only thing really to worry about is not being alive. Everything else is, you know, and then maybe losing an appendage, you know. But you could get appendages put back on now, I guess. I've seen guys with no legs running marathons. So I guess really just not living is the only really thing that's totally bad. And so if you kind of live your life that way, it'll be easier. People should do that. A lot of guys in bands should do that for no, sure. I mean, I think, I think people do live their lives that way, and that's when they turn into assholes because they're super scared of dying, but they're not scared of anything else. You know, yeah, like, well, you know. Yeah, I, think if you, I think if everybody just accepts that you're just going to die one day, who gives a fuck? It would be a lot easier for everyone. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's that mortality thing dangled in your face from time to time. You know, like right. I just I saw this show the other day on television. This is so off the topic, but the guy's walking on the beach. And he's got his jacket in his hand, and he's talking on his cell phone, and he says something. He's like, well, I guess I'll get the papers and see you in 15 minutes. And then, boom. He just drops dead, has a heart attack, drops dead on the beach. And I'm like, that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, that's <laughs> it. That's what can happen. That's it. Walking down the street, go to the dentist, boom, it's over. No dentist. No yeah, dentist doesn't get 500 bucks for me. Right. Suck it. But that's what happens, and, like, people won't accept it because everybody, like, it, everybody just assumes that they're just going to live forever somehow, even when they're, like, older. Like, there's people I know who are, like, I mean, we're the same age, so there's people I know who are older than me, like 37, 38, who are still, like, literally do not take care of themselves at all and, like, yeah. don't give a fuck about anything. And they are still, like, in better spirits and better health than people I know who, like, go to the gym every day, fucking have, like, high-stress jobs and, like, worry about everything all the time and are the people who would worry about the fact that they're going to die. But, like, yeah, you might. You're just walking down the street and then, oh, well. Guess that's over. Right. Not to worry about this shit anymore. But yeah, like, but you know. see, it's just like I, I've always said that like life is pretty awesome because I seen it seems to me that the alternative is not that awesome, or as Fat Mike said, and we'll tell you, awesome is the word he came up with. I'd rather. And like, that. look, man, just I, I don't understand why people get so sad. Like my father, he. You know, he's passed a couple of years now, but he was a funeral director. Yeah, we talked first, about we talked uh, about that on Warp Tour. Yeah, first job I ever had in my life was working at a funeral home, 13 years old. And I grew up around it. I saw, I've seen more bodies, dead bodies in my short life than many people will see multiple times over in their life, you know? And that's not something I'm proud of. It's just where I grew up and what we did. And death is not fun. There's nothing fun about it. There's nothing exciting about it. There's nothing to, uh, you know, pontificate on about it. It's just we're here and then we're not, you know, and like your spirituality will then dictate what you believe is here nor there. And I don't really care about that. I just know that life ends, life ceases, you know, so while you're here, you should enjoy it. You shouldn't, you know, think about what that's going to be or pontificate about that too much because who fucking cares, man? You're not going to be here to know. Who right. cares what they're going to think but about that, you when you're gone or say about you when you're gone? You're not going to be here to hear it. But that's why people get upset about it is because they're thinking nobody's like the reason why people are scared of it is because everyone's thinking about all the shit they're going to miss when they're gone. 
instead of enjoying the things they have when they're here. Yep. So, yeah, well, because that's the the selfish nature. Right. It's like, oh, poor then, me. Like, fuck you, poor you. Right. Then, okay, then, yeah, you should just leave because if it's just poor me and that's what it is all the time, well, then that's no way to live. No. That's like, but the, you know, but that's the, just I not mean, life. There are things to be, like, legitimately sad about and everybody should have the opportunity to do that. But I don't think that's one of those things. I don't think, like, I think you should spend more time, like, caring about those things that you are in right now as opposed to worrying about the shit you're going to miss when you're dead because who like you're going to be dead like who fucking cares like doesn't doesn't matter matter. exactly do the things that you like to do now while you're here you know and that's what i do every day i try to live my life and i do the best that i can every day and i try to do the things that i can when i can and i try to talk to the friends that i can when i can you know and i don't feel too bad about it i don't think too much more about it than that and i'm really lucky you know, and if people, if more people just looked at it like, wow, I'm really lucky, then going, wow, poor me, then it would be, the world would definitely be a better place. You yeah, know? absolutely. If more, if more people had Oriental rugs at their house in Connecticut like you. <laughs> Come on down. You can roll on my Oriental rug anytime you want, man. Oh, man I just I'm got them all cleaned. Hey, oh. Speed out. I got little Mexican guys to can come I, and hit them with tennis rackets in the can backyard. I, can, I, can I drive up there in the next few weeks? Let's hang out. I want to come to Connecticut. Fuck yeah, man. I already got my Christmas tree up and everything. I'm I'm halfway decorated with it. I am like just rolling into the holidays right now. You think now. I'm kidding? Great. You think I'm kidding? I'll come up there. Come on down. Come on up. It's freezing. We're supposed to get like eight inches of snow. I know you guys just had a bunch, so I don't know how you want to come here. We, we only had like two and a half inches, and yeah. now it's gone already because it was sixty degrees today for some reason. Yeah, because Ohio. Who fucking knows? Yeah, um, I want to switch gears for a second to way okay. less serious topic. Because a lot of bands have been doing this, and I just. I want to hear it from a band member, especially someone that's in kind of a classic band. Um, at Prefest, I got to watch you guys on side stage play "Losing Streak," your album front to back. Uh huh. Now, when the first poorly, you forgot to say poorly. What? Poorly. You got to watch us play "Losing Streak" front to back. Poorly. Yes. But <laughs> what I'm saying is, the second the soundbite came on the start of the album, I got super stoked. But, awesome. But for, and then we started, and you're like, you're not stoked for some reason. You're like, ah, I thought this would be better. <laughs> well, well I'm, I guess what I'm saying is, um, to you, is it more nostalgic to do like album shows from albums that came out over 10 years ago? For me, it's work. Is, is it cool, or would you rather just um, play a normal set? I don't, I don't know. Like, we did it before it became like a trend. You know, we did. we played all of our albums in 2006. We did like over three weekends in Florida, and we played them all. Front to back, recorded them, videotaped them, did the whole thing. Do you have a favorite album to play? Um, probably Hello Rock You. Yeah, I'll what? say Hello Rock You because that's my favorite Jake record, and I didn't record on it. Which, so, which album? Which um, album? I would say Hello Rock You. Yeah, that was fun. That one, we do that one, I enjoy it. Losing the Streak is good. It's fun. It's just work. That one particularly is work because there's a lot of horn stuff on it. So, My lips hurt. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, fuck. Yeah, So would you rather do album shows like that or just normal shows? Yeah, I like normal shows. But, I mean, it's I understand the um, why people want that. You yeah. know, like, I know why we did it originally to begin with. We're like, this is a good idea. You know, it's like some somebody would want to see that. And they did. People did. But we didn't announce which show was which, you know, because we figured we would trick people. Because we had just 
put out in with the out crowd and people were bummed on it. So they're like, fuck, how are we going <laughs> to sneak this one in? And with the out crowd for less than Jake fans, I think it's an interesting story because after talking to you and Vinny about it, the album was not really supposed to turn out how it did, right? No, but I think that it was what it was. It is what it is, you know, and I listen to that record and I can honestly say that some of the songs on there, are some of the better songs that we've written in our career, when you listen to the song writing, like if you just break it down and it's like songs that we wrote, but it also kind of, it was a good transition record into GNV, which is the next record, and then got us to this where we are now. It basically transitioned the last eight years of our musical life. That was a good transition because it taught us a different way to approach uh, something that we had been doing for a long time, which was writing songs. You right. Know? So, I mean, it, sonically how it ended up, it sounds like a pop record, and so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It is a pop record, and you did some songwriting with, what, like Mark Hoppus from Blink, right? Yeah, we did a song with Mark. What was that? Um, what was that like? Mark, Mark was cool. It was actually he and I did the rest of my life, and Vinny wrote the lyrics, and <clears throat> he sent a demo over, and I fucked with it a little bit, and I wrote a bridge, and Vinny and I came up with the lyrics to that, and you know, Mark came by the, the studio one day, and I was like, oh, here's this thing, and he's like, that's really fucking cool. I was like, isn't it? And then we like, ha ha, high five. Like 182, less than Jake. Ha ha. And then, I don't know. That was it. It was, I don't know. He's really, Mark is a funny guy. Well, you, guys, uh, you guys knew Mark years before that, right? Because you did the friends. I didn't, but the guys had toured with him. You, you did know, the friends, toured with, friends uh, with Rom, less Mark, than Jake. Before, it was before Travis was in the band, right. actually. And uh, so, I mean, like, he's a good, he's a good guy. Mark is a good, he's just a, when you meet him, he's fun. He's naturally funny. He's, you know, he's just laid back. Me, he's like me. When I met him, I was like, "Wow, this is what it's like to meet me." Pretty cool. I'm what, like, well, "You have way more money and sold a shitload of records." And, <laughs> what yeah. uh, What is Tom DeLong like, though? Um, I don't really know, but but my friend, one of my best friends, Matt, I went to college with him. He was in Thirty Seconds to Mars, and he quit and then joined Angels and Airwaves. And I know for a fact that Tom created a job for Matt at some point because he wanted Matt to stay because Matt had three kids and he wanted Matt to stay in the band. So he really, you know, helped my friend out a lot. So Tom DeLong to me is a, good, a great person, you know, that just because he's a caring human. That is and really that, nice. Again, that's, it's a hard thing to find in this. And I don't really know him. I've never met him. But if I did meet him and, you know, got to really hang out with him, I'd be like, you are, are a good person. Yeah. Well, he is one of those people who is he does a lot of stuff like that. He's a really good person, but I think his he might per- be a retard. I no, mean, no, I don't his, know. His you know, personal, like I'm not like, here. I don't know. I never met never really met the guy. So like he has like but. a lot of like really new agey like I want to hold some crystals type like fun like fundamentals that he like subscribes to that cool. would make well no, but would make me think like go fuck yourself, but then he does really nice things, and I'm like, well, you're pretty cool, so at least that thing you're doing that you use as part of your personality is a good, positive thing, as opposed to, like, a shitty, weird thing. Like, yeah, it's like, the, it's like the gruff uh, desk sergeant with the heart of gold, yeah, you know? Yeah. He tells people <laughs> to go fuck themselves, and meanwhile, he donates to the children's orphanage and right. feeds people on the weekends, you know? Right. Like, 
I, you know, it, like I said, it doesn't make an asshole not an asshole just because it's a nice asshole. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's just, no, I mean, I'm sure. And like I said, I just, the only interactions that I've heard about him were positive ones. Right. So I tend to, I tend to lean more towards the positive, but you know, I'm realistic about my positivity. Though. Right. I that's what I mean is like, I don't think he's a total asshole or anything like that, but I think he's, I don't I mean, this is like my uh, analogy for it would be like a dude who is a Christian guy and is like totally cool with everybody being gay, but then is also like, but you're still going to hell, right? Like, you know that. Like you're, yeah, but you know you're going to hell, right? Like, it's like all the shit he does is like super positive because of the thing he believes in, but he still harbors all these fucked up thoughts. Well, I mean, do you eat Chick-fil-A? No. Well, you guys are going to hell. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't give a shit about their ethos. I just like their chicken. Oh, I don't eat their, not because... Yeah, some people, some people, like, are just like, well, they're, they're horrible. It's horrible, homo-hating chicken. I don't think the chicken hates gay people, you know? Like, maybe the chicken hates gay people. Oh, you're I don't wrong. Know. I, was, chicken, I didn't know the chicken when it was alive. Chickens the are chicken probably was gay itself. Most chickens are. Chickens, so, uh, they use chickens... It's also cannibalistic by nature. They use chickens in uh, certain villages to root out gay people, so you're wrong. The chicken take gay people. Are you guys talking about Chick Fil A? Yeah, I eat there once a week. Uh, I don't eat there anymore, and I'll be honest, it was because of that. I don't really care for it. I don't like to support things. Don't like care that. for gay chicken. I, I just don't. I don't care for the the idea of that because this is my thing: is that it wouldn't bother me so much, but their corporate culture bothers me because of the fact that they make everyone act exactly the same. Well, see, the difference is, is that I'm a homophobe. Oh, no, I know. Yeah. So, you just hate gay people. I mean, right. you're afraid of right. gay people so, or you're afraid for gay people. There's a difference, I think. I hate them. Oh, you hate gay people. Someone right now listening to this podcast got really mad and serious. Like, a guy from mixtapes fucking hates gay people. Well, of course he does. Like, He's totally saying, take take it, those too. It's took weird. It, took those it really guys, seriously. Those guys are, those guys are gay. They're being gay. Wait a minute. <laughs> Like, I don't. Is that, you can't even say that anymore. You can't say that's gay. People get really mad about that. You can't. You joke, know, even you if you're talking about like a, a gay old time that you're having, you, you can't know? joke so about gay anything. Like, people used to say that all the time. Oh, we're having so, we're having such a gay time this afternoon, and it wasn't a big thing. You know, yeah, like in the twenties and joke. shit. Now you say it like back in the nineteen twenties. Now in the two thousand twenties that we're approaching, when you say gay, that means like pride parade, rainbows. Yeah. Well, in the eighteen the eighteen nineties were known as the gay nineties. So, but you can't, you can't you can't joke about anything anymore. As a matter yeah, of, I mean, we're just trying to like I'm just trying to have a good time. Right. Well, the other night, um, obviously, you gay know, people have a great time. You obviously know, that. but the other night, Mike from MXPX stayed at my house because he was passing through town. So he me, gets Herrera gets deep on you, man. He'll start talking some political and. He deep. Oh yeah, he got real deep staying at his house the other night. <laughs> so oh, yeah. so me and in there. me and Jake Langley and uh, Mike did a podcast in my basement the other night, and we were passing around some drinks and we were a little out of it. And I think at some point I said I was going to kill the president. <laughs> oh, you can't say that. <laughs> yeah, and Mike literally goes, "Dude, you can't say that." And I was like, "Dude, I'm just joking. I don't care." And Mike literally made a good point though. He was just like, "Dude, in 2014, you can't joke. It's done. You can't make jokes." No. Joking is over, man. Your whole because like social like <laughs> social media, man. You know, like you know, social media. That whole social media thing. No, I don't understand that. You mean I the thing that you control? 
I don't want to kill the Social president. media. Yeah, the no... thing that you control. People just need to... I, I think that people have too much um, free will to hit that button, hit that send button, you know? Yeah. Herm Edwards, ESPN football analyst, Herman Edwards, said the best thing. Don't. If, read it before you tweet it, you know? And if people just do that, if they just, if you read it, sometimes maybe you just delete it. You know what I mean? I just right. made a bunch of rounds. So I should be a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, or you it's should. Easy. It's, I, I have a pretty good rule when it comes to Twitter that um, I don't use it as a forum to really attack somebody personally. I'll do like a fuck it. I'll definitely say something without pointing somebody out if I feel that like an action is fucked up. But I also feel like you shouldn't like spotlight something that's fucked up either. Well, there you know was, I mean? there was a, like, why put a spotlight on something that's already just fucked. Well, there was a while when Justin would uh, tweet Barack Obama every day and ask him to give him a hand job, but he never responded. <laughs> I wonder why. This is very upsetting because I, I I put a lot of thought into this. And they were polite. I, they were polite tweets. Yeah. Did you did you ask for a, a dry? HJ or a hand job? No, I just asked for. I, I wanted him to make. I wanted him to issue an executive decision that he was going to give me a hand job. Right, and you did it every day for about three months. Yeah, yeah, Never. you're probably on some FBI watch. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Like, here's the thing: is that after doing this podcast and some of the other things that I've done and said, yeah, I'm sure I'm on fucking a million of them. So I bet. Yeah, and now that are. I've done this podcast, I'm sure I'm on some FBI watch. We all are. We all are. It's all good. Well, the th- yeah. the thing is, is that like you can joke about whatever you want to. I think the main thing is, is that you can't apologize for it. Like, yeah, well, that's the whole thing. It's like I get a little bit of leniency somehow in the world because I just I I just you know try to be careful in what I say. But you also like you shouldn't. I think some people say things. It's not what you say; it's how you say it. You know, and some things that people say, it comes off as just mean-spirited, right. you know? Fair enough. And even if, they, even if it's unintentionally mean-spirited. Yeah. Like, a dude like Ronnie Radke could say something and totally mean it to be something, like, nice and pure and honest, and people would just take it the wrong way. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like, you know, I love kittens. He could say something like, I love kittens, and people would be like, he wants to burn kittens to the ground. Like, what do you guys, you know, like, Well, what? you know, the, the thing is, though, there's a separation there because someone like him, yeah, that's fine, but people are basing their reaction on a history of him doing things that are either provocative or outright fucking ridiculous to do. Like, you don't play the 911 call on one of your songs from when you assaulted someone. You don't. True. To, you know what I mean? Like that's Who just don't? Well, you, you don't. No, he you, does. No, he that's, does. He wants that's how he deals with it. No, that's you not know, that's, he, that's his therapy. I disagree. You know? I disagree. I disagree completely. Because that isn't even advisable in the least. That would be like if you literally like, okay, if the guy who uh if Mike Brown, the police officer who shot that kid in Ferguson, was like okay. Guess what? After after he was acquitted of crimes, which he will be or has already been, probably tonight. Based on tonight, tonight. If he came out with a song the next day with a nine one one call, and then also the audio from his uh, his lapel uh, or not his lapel mic, but his like shoulder radio that had like the gunshot that killed that kid, that would be the worst thing. Like you don't do things. People like that. would write. And it's not even a line of decency thing. It's not even that. 
What but I who, mean, but like, where does like that's that's the whole thing? It's like the line is so pushed now. But it's not. It's no. Okay. Yeah, it is. To the a line is extent, so pushed I, because shit that used to make fucking white people turn white. It's not. It's like it doesn't even exist anymore. Like Chuck D from Public Enemy scared white America. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but that's the thing, though. It's... NWA, people thought that Ice Cube was going to come and shoot them. My parents thought that Ice Cube would come and shoot them. Now they watch him in the movies. Oh, funny about that. Yeah, but that's oh. not no, that's not the same thing. That's just a progression of time based on someone getting older and branching out in entertainment or things not being as shocking. But the thing is, is actually things are a lot more touchy than they've ever been. People aren't scared of Ice Cube shooting them. White people are scared of every black person ever shooting them. Like Maybe. they're not they're they're not scared like we're not scared of that because we're younger. But the generation who came up like out of the like part of like segregation and uh all that kind of thing, like especially like equal rights movement and all that, like our parents, they're the ones who are in the age group of all the people who are voting now, and the reason why younger people don't show up is because we don't see a fucking point to it. But they do, and they show up because they're scared to fucking death that some black guy is going to come into their neighborhood and, like, shoot up the red lobster they're eating at. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, there's a black guy that's the president of the United States now, so yeah, I, mean, I don't know scared. if they're that scared. But I mean, they're, Yeah, you know, they're scared to fuck of him. Are you I, kidding I me? I think like, they're just scared of crazy people. No, they're not know? scared of crazy people. They are literally scared of black people. Like, it's a per- pervasive attitude in this culture. It's not even that there's... I'm they're Puerto not, Ricans, personally. That's just where I'm at. Well, yeah, because I, they want to stab everybody and steal their hubcaps. Don't get me started on Puerto Ricans. <laughs> well, I was going to say. I mean, I I'm just say. saying. Like, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually more terrified of white trailer, white people that live in trailer parks no, than absolutely. any other human being yeah, that red, I could ever be afraid of. Because red, it's fucking... Redneck, that's, like that's brutal life, man. That's no, brutal yeah. life. I live in a You're small right. redneck town, and redneck, like, meth-making... Shotgun hillbillies are the scariest people in the world. Yeah, man. I don't want anything to do with that. No, thank you. Because they'll, they'll bury your ass and put, like, if, like, you know, black folk, get, they get arrested, they get caught, you know. White people, they just hack your body up and bury you and eat you or boil you and lie or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it like this. This is my favorite quote I've uh, read recently. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But the best tweet that I've read in the last month was uh, John Lennon got shot and died. Cameron got shot and drove himself to the hospital's Lamborghini. <laughs> no contest. <laughs> <laughs> and those are all true facts. Yeah. It's so Cameron wins. Yeah, Cameron always he's still here. That's it. He drove himself to the hospital his own oh, Lamborghini after he got shot. Like goes back to what I was saying before, like other than, you know, dying, everything else you can kind of come back from, you know, maybe loss of appendage. It's tough, but, you know, even that. No, pretty sh- pretty soon we'll all have cyborg arms and shit anyway, so. I can't wait. I'm waiting for them to just tell me how to, in- where I insert the data chip so I don't have to hold the fucking phone up to my head anymore. <laughs> JR, have you, listened- have you seen the Cameron interview with Katie Couric? Uh, no, Cameron... No, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I didn't even know he was popular enough to have done a Katie Couric interview. Oh, he oh, sold. He's... He sold about twelve million records. Yeah, but uh, no, I... like I, when I was in Spring Hill Jack, we recorded at the Hit Factory, the old Hit Factory in New York, before it burned down. 
and he was in there recording and like I hung out with Cameron in like the fucking like he was just getting started, you know what I mean? Like he was just getting his his start is like ninety. Well, Cameron, seven, baby, Cam- Cameron, you know? Cameron is one of my favorite by far. Yeah, he's amazing. But he's in this Katie Kirk interview uh-huh. where they're asking him about snitching, and he says you should never call the cops, which I, I agree with. But either way, it's funny because uh, the guy asked him. He goes, "So if you were living next door to a serial killer, and you knew he was a serial killer, would you call the police?" And Cameron, dead serious, looks him in the face and goes, I mean, I wouldn't tell on him. I'd probably move. <laughs> he, goes, he says, yeah, I would, he says, tell, but him, I would tell him. Move. And then after that, he goes, oh, he goes, man. so is there ever a good time to talk to the cops? And he goes, absolutely. How you doing, officer? Having a good day? Period. <laughs> it is literally the best interview of all time. Because if you live next door to a serial killer, I'd probably move. <laughs> oh, I, we also just passed on Saturday the 10 year anniversary of when he started the You Mad thing. When he was on the O'Reilly Factor. Oh, when he was told, on Bill O'Reilly told show. Bill O'Reilly, You Mad, doggy. You Mad. <laughs> you Mad. <laughs> because Bill O'Reilly, it's funny. Bill O'Reilly said to Cameron, he goes, What would you say to youth kids that grew up listening to you and like listening to your lyrics and following you? And Cameron gives the best, honestly, most intelligent answer and goes, so you're saying uh, kids that grew up hard like me with no money that started their own clothing line, record label, CEO, and became a self-made millionaire? I'd tell them to do what I did. Bill O'Reilly had no response. Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> response to that. But he just got super mad because he, he basically said, like, but you are you were a drug dealer. And, and then, like, and then Cameron Little <laughs> keeps on going, you mad. <laughs> you mad. <laughs> yeah, hey, you know, Bill O'Reilly, he's, again, he's a character. It's a character that he creates. I want, you know? I want Cameron on this podcast with you, JR. I would talk with Cameron. He wouldn't remember me. I would, think we we may have may or may not have rolled a joint. I can't uh, remember. If he was there, you rolled a joint. That, yeah, or well, <laughs> yeah, you I remember. Did. I remember he was talking with uh, Tyler, our trumpet player. I'll have to ask Tyler. He would remember more than I would. I was definitely more fucked up back then. So, <laughs> I guess we we got we got to now. Now I'm definitely uh, we got to wrap this up soon, don't we? Like, I mean, I'm already watching WWE Raw. <laughs> I missed Survivor Series last night to go see Black Veil Brides, which was totally worth it, to be honest with you, because then I got to watch. I watched Survivor Series on my phone on the WWE Network as I drove home from New York City last night. Well, that's fair enough. Uh, JR, it's always a we, pleasure. I'm we, sure we'll have you back. I'm gonna, I'm oh, gonna, yeah, that'd be great. I enjoy your guys' podcast. And all I wanted to ask is you guys big snackers. What should your favorite snacks? What are your favorite snacks? Mine would be Reese Cups. Reese's big. Do you like the big cups or just the regulars? Just the normal. It's fine. Normals? Uh, okay. I like that um, you can only buy them in certain places, but uh, like – Cheetos has this baked version of the cheese curls, the, yes. like, the big the big puffs. Like, oh my god, they're so good! Like, I I had one bag. I bought. I found it last week because I've been going to like grocery stores around here looking for it, and I found it. And it's the only place I found it, and I bought a bag. And the next day, I ate the entire thing. <laughs> it was That's like, good for you. What's good yours? For- what's yours? I would have to say, uh, recently, it's always been the the crunchy Cheetos. Oh yeah. I think oh, yeah. because those are like 
um, really awesome. But recently they did those like uh, blend bags where it's like Cheetos. I don't know what it's called. Is it like, those like the ones that have like the four shapes in it that have like different flavors? No, no, it's like Cheetos, Doritos, pretzels, and uh, something else. You can only get oh, it at, like Seven yeah, yeah. Eleven, yeah, but I it's never... like a blend of the four different kinds. Like that to me is like the ultimate. Oh, snack. that sounds like the most heavenly fucking thing. I mean, if you go to like a seven, like if you go to like Seven Eleven or like a convenience store, I don't know what your your Circle K, whatever you got out there. Uh, <laughs> if you go, you'll see them. It's like called mash. It's like a mashup or something like that. But it's like four different kinds like in a bag and it is just heaven in a bag yeah, i really can i sit there and I eat the whole bag and that's horrible i mean it's like girlish <laughs> figure so. i actually there's one last thing before you go so sure. maybe we can see if you're you are the nicest person like ryan has said okay uh, a fan of your guys wrote in and said Hey, JR, I'm a big fan of Less Than Jake. I ended up getting two pa- VIP passes for the February tour, one for Philly and one for Jersey. The NYC date sold out before I could grab one. Is there any way I could possibly get into the meet and greet, or is it totally sold out? Thanks. Well, they should email uh, info at lessthanjake.com and ask. Okay. Yeah. Well, his name's Peter, in case you uh, get an email from Peter. So, yes, Peter. I I won't get it, but the right person will get it. Okay, so Peter, That's, email that info at less Peter, than Jake. Do that. Jr. will hook it up because he just promised he would. <laughs> I lied yeah. about that completely. Look, actually, you <laughs> have to go uh, follow Ryan Rockwell LOL at on Twitter, and he will hook up the tickets. Yeah. Jr. is always a pleasure. You're one of my favorite guests we ever have. I love your honesty. You guys are good human beings. You have a good thing that you guys are doing. You're helping save the youth of, of America from getting dumber. So I, I, I appreciate I love, that. I hope that they realize the service that you're providing them. I love you, and I'll see you soon. And I am excited to see you guys play songs that are way better than Sellout. Well, <laughs> I'm going to go play Sellout with them just to piss you off. It's going to be great. Now, is, I got, is Say Ferris coming out to this I don't Wait, really understand. Can we tell oh, the story? But we're going we're to roll Monique's fat ass out there and spank <laughs> it. We're going to give her a train spanking for old time's sake. JR, were you part of this? Because Vinny told me about it, and I don't remember who else was part of the interview. Uh, but wasn't there a Lesson Jake interview where, I'm not trying to sound mean, but I guess a kid was like in a wheelchair and he was handicapped. And he sat down with like two or three people from Lesson Jake and he started the interview. And he goes, Well, you guys have this new hit song called Sell Out. That really that happened, is, right? That, that happened, is right? a true story. <laughs> okay, okay, right? That's a true story, right? It was Demakes and Vinny, and Demakes got up. Chris got up and just walked out. Chris is, he's, hes you know, he's got a little rock star in him, and that's good for him, man. He should, you know? But, I mean, like, I will say that at that point, you know, if you're going to interview somebody, you should at least, nowadays you have no excuse. There's Wikipedia, there's, Oh, fuck you know, yeah, yeah. You know, if you're going to come and like, I, that was like warp tour this summer where I, I refused to do press, but I went down there a couple of times and it would be with like these little kids. And I always, I'm always really nice, you know, and I'm really patient because they're just trying They're like, Oh, I haven't, <laughs> I have a web zine, <laughs> you know, the web zines or the new fanzines, you know? And they're like, what's the name of your band? Where did you get the name from? And as soon as you ask, where did you get the name from? I'm walking, I'm doing the same thing. I've walked out of interviews. Well, I always, I always confuse you guys with the squirrel nut zippers. 
Yeah, I mean, who doesn't, right? <laughs> Less than Jake, <laughs> squirrel nut zippers. It's yeah. kind of like breathing and then spitting cum out of your mouth at the same time. So where, you know, <laughs> I see why you would get those two confused, yeah, breathing well, and spitting cum out of your mouth. I've had this question for a long time. Like, where did you guys come up with the idea for In the Afterlife, that song? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's, so, that's such a random thing. I don't even know what band you're talking about. Squirrel so. nut zippers. Still talking about squirrel nut zippers. I was going that's, more for big bad. Yeah, that's Daddy. how much the squirrel nut zippers to me were like. I, I thought that we were at the point now where we weren't going to discuss that f- six months where everybody likes swing music. You know, the, you, did you know that they're still around? They still play the shows. Nut zippers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so and that's, those that, cherry pop and daddies, they yeah. still tour. And what was the other one? The big, big bad, voodoo, bad daddy. voodoo daddy. There's your tour they right now. Play. There's your next tour. That's your summer tour. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> dude, that was my summer tour. I toured with the cherry pop and daddies years ago, right when they switched to the zoot suits. Can you, will you call that tour with cherry pop and daddies, big bad voodoo daddy, squirrel nut zippers, and lesson Jake, dinosaurs of horn music? <laughs> No, I think I we would call it like swing from uh, news tour. Probably, <laughs> I think that's because I would want to hang myself. Only, I, only if you bring Catch Twenty Two. Oh God, with or without Thomas, though. See, that's where we, you know. But to be honest, the, before we end this, um, Lesson Jake, and I'm not plugging this because it's a plug. It's because or my friends, Lesson Jake's newest album, See the Light, is awesome. So is Gainville FLE. And there's some of the only ska bands playing music right now that I think is relevant. And See the Light is fucking awesome. Well, thank you very much. So thank you for uh, We worked really record. hard on that record. If, if Roger have, if actually worked his ass off. He had an ass. Now it's gone. If you haven't heard <laughs> See the Light, listen to it from Lesson Jake because it's not just a ska record. It's a good rock, ska, whatever record. It's a great record. So check it out because, man, there's some jams on that record. Okay, and I will, I will end this interview with you guys by saying that everything that I said is a joke, and if you can't take it, seri- if you take it seriously, then you're a fucking asshole. Well, then fuck off. Yeah. Oh, but make sure to go see them and Real Big Fish. Yeah, but give me all your money still. I mean, yeah. hey. Go, I mean, make I'm, sure to go I'm see not going to tell you that I'm going to break up and not go on tour anymore. I'm still going on tour. Come see me. Yeah, please go see Real Big Fish and Lesson Jake on the most relevant tour that's ever existed. <laughs> yeah, this is, the most, this is the most relevant tour since the Limp Bizkit reunion. It's in chocolate starfish hey, in hey, a hot hey, dog hey, or whatever it was. Hey, Limp Bizkit, that record? Limp, of course you do. You guys hey, have posted hey, on no, your wall. No, you got no, a lot of me. No, no. Limp Bizkit is on Young Money Records right now. Yeah, Hung Money Records is more like it. Those guys. <laughs> All right, JR, we love you. I will text you later. Thank you so much for coming on. (laughs) Bye, JR. (laughs) That was great. It was good. Oh, man. How long has this been? This has been a long fucking time. How long is it? Three hours. Three hours? Yeah. Hey, we missed a week. We owe it to people. Jesus Christ. Actually, yeah, yeah, it's been, yeah, just about three hours. I've got a closing song, as long as you can find it. Okay. (laughs) Well, because people always talk about how we, uh, Show people bands they didn't know about before. For one second, when you said people always Taco Bell, I thought you said people always Taco Bell, and I was like, what the fuck is People saying? always Taco Bell. It is true. It is I had meal. Taco Bell the other night, and it made me throw up. Oh, well. <laughs> What's new? <laughs> well, yeah, what an absolute surprise. <laughs> um, my closing song tonight, as long as we can find it, is Black Train Jack, Handouts. I thought we did that one. No, I don't think so. Oh, that is a great song. I do love that song. Yeah, I think it's a band that people should know about. Um, They're a New York band from the 90s. And I think they kind of set the staple for modern pop punk. 
and it's something that people should know about. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Because, man, it's a great fucking song. Yeah. yeah. So this is... Uh, Uh-oh. Oops. What was that? That was the song. I just started it when I wasn't supposed to. So, Big Snackers, episode 51. Thank you. This is Black Train Jack, a great band from the 90s. Get their records. This song was called Handouts. And if you like modern pop punk, this paved the way. And thank you for listening. Uh, follow us on Twitter, me and Justin. We'll be here at, next at week. At the Schnoo and at, at the Ryan Schnoo Roxwell. And at Ryan Roxwell. We'll put it on the blog. And thank you so much for listening. And next week we have some special things planned. Mm-hmm. And we got a lot of little things going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here's Black Train Jack. Mm-hmm. Handouts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to introduce the song, man. What else? No, that's it. There's nothing what? else. I'm trying to introduce the song. Okay. Wait, is the show over? Okay, well, yeah, it's over. Can we play the okay. song? Oh, yeah, sure. I'm going to fuck you back Oh, no, I thought... Thank you.